Good evening, my creepies and my kitschies. It's almost Halloween, which has nothing to do with this episode, but I still had to address it. I'm I'm Stacy, and with me is my co-host, Cindy. Yes, I am Cindy, and look at us introducing ourselves. I know, right? Instead of just flying in with our asses out. I know. Look at us. I think it's because right? we like all these professional podcasts and Probably, going, yeah. maybe we should like, like, step it up a notch. Right. People <laughs> actually know what the fuck they're doing and be like, oh, yeah. right, right. I right. know. It's like, oh, so that's how to do it. Right. <laughs> that makes more sense. We learned out what, five or six years we've been doing. Right. <laughs> exactly. Well, anyway. we've, been doing this, no, we've been doing this longer than five or six years. Oh, we've been doing it for forever. It started yeah. with the blog, and then it moved into the podcast. Yeah. So. Yep. So we are part of how long it's been, but it's been a long ass time, which is really sad since we still haven't broken a hundred. No, well, technically, we're almost there. We're closer because <coughs> we don't number a lot of the special episodes, right? Right. But still, someday My we may break still stand. I know. I someday. Someday. Someday we may break a hundred. And when we do, there's gonna be a party. And while we're in the nursing home, yep. Yep. Be uh drinking uh and um partying and still having my rhinos. My uh oh fuck, I just forgot my 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 infamil or not infamil, that's uh nurse insure thank you. That was formula (laughs) infamil, Jesus. I was going to say my insure, my gin and insure, but I completely just pissed that down my leg. No, didn't That's I? okay. The only reason I know insure is because like everyone and their mother and my family like lives off it. So. Oh yeah. My grandmother used to drink it and then we had to give it to William when he was little. I can't remember I had to go why. He had some kind of... Wisdom teeth were out. A... Like the only thing I could digest. Well, with William, it was a, uh, I think we were mixing it with his breast milk, if I remember correctly. This was mm, 20 plus... Milk years ago he ain't got a shit he loved it actually he doesn't care but (laughs) i just like somewhere out there there's a fetish for that i'm just oh i'm sure i have absolutely no doubt no doubt insurance breast milk oh yeah (laughs) we'll talk about lactation (laughs) fetishes on uh uh, one of our episodes of Pantycast. yes that'll be on uh that'll be the next episode probably (laughs) although that's that will be more semen worship but i'm sure we can well yeah no, we'll, well, I'm sure it'll come up. Lactose. I, mm. I will find a way to fit it in. Is all I'm That's saying. fine. Because I'm freely, I, I freely admit that I low-key have a lactation fetish. So. I do not, but I will find a way to fit it yeah, in. Yeah, you're not into like the whole, like I, I, I have like a breeding cake and all of that. And I think it's just like part and parcel. I, I, I just don't. I'm just like, oh, it's it, fine. It me out. But, and yet, well, we'll get to it when we talk about that episode, because I was going to say, yeah. yet the, we're going to be talking about, regardless it had all the like kinks and tropes that I'm not into. Oh, and it's still totally like hot as fuck. Episode. What we're going to be discussing is it's a classic, uh, classic kitsch. And we are yep. discussing the movie last night in Soho. And yes. I am so friggin' excited to talk about this movie because I love this movie so much. I'm not I even just... going to hide it. I'm not even going to surprise y'all. I love this fucking movie. Oh yeah. Same. I, again, <laughs> I love anything, but I don't think I've seen an Edgar Wright movie that I haven't like enjoyed the I shit have. out of. I'm just, I'm glad I finally got to watch it because I remember when it came out, I was really into the previews and then finally getting to see it. Like it was one of those, I kept like, Oh, I should check that out. I should check that out. And then, yeah, I don't know. I get distracted by a butterfly or somebody throw a quarter. <laughs> <laughs> Something sparkled and I had to go see what it was, but it's like, ding, ding. Oh, I just see you running off. <laughs> that was shiny. What was it? It was shiny. Oh my God. I heard a tinkle. I have to go. <laughs> it's, it's a bell if it's a bell it's mine if it's money it's also mine if it's you know it's mine it's just mine 
You know what? If it's chocolate, it's definitely mine. It's like, definitely mine. <laughs> no, there was that way. saying the- uh, there, about cats where it's like uh, anything you own is mine. Anything that oh, yeah. you want to keep nailed down, anything that I can pry up after you nail it down is also mine. That's kind of how I feel. Yeah, that's that's kind of a good philosophy for you. This movie, when it came out, I really, really wanted to see it in the theater, and I was kind of sad I didn't. Um, well, it that- came out like right in the peak of the pandemic, despite what Uncle Joe tried claiming. The pandemic's not over. A oh, no, it's not. A year old man doesn't make to get that, or doesn't get to make that declaration. <laughs> so, I just want to throw that out there. Like, legit. I caught it. By the way, everyone, I caught COVID. So hey, that was exciting. I did. It wasn't Ace caught it hard. Thank fucking God, though, that I had all the boosters and the vaccines because it did not rail me like an orc and a woman (laughs) like an orc would. So because it just now you're you're mixing metaphors, man, and and so it's like I'm aroused and repulsed at the same time. You're welcome. I'm very good at arousing and repulsing people at the same. What should we call that? Uh, a rulshin, yeah, I like that. A reprousal, reprousal, yeah, something like reprousal. that. Yeah. But I, I got lucky. I did not get a severe case. I was knocked down for about three days, and then the rest, the rest of the days, I was just kind of like, all right, I'm cool, I'm cool, I'm just, just positive, but I'm cool. Right. Uh, but still, I would not recommend that experience to anyone, to be perfectly frank. No. So, please. Please just be careful, everyone. Yeah, <laughs> I need to get my booster. Fun. I'm like way the hell yeah, behind on it. If you're not vaccinated, go get vaccinated. Just, you know, try to. And also keep, you keep know, wearing a fucking mask if you're out in public, please. Mm-hmm. Jesus Christ. People are acting like it's a fucking disco every time I go into the grocery store. And it's like, I'm wearing a mask. Could you get away from me, please? Yeah. Don't lick doorknobs. Apparently, I've taught everyone at work that the, that, that, um, phrase and they all use it now yeah or they'll just say man i don't want to come into work tomorrow i'm gonna you know lick a doorknob go lick some doorknobs yeah (laughs) thanks cindy thanks for the tip (laughs) you're welcome you want to catch something lick a doorknob we ain't kink shaming but yeah can't say that's one of mine either so but i'm sure i'm sure there's a book somewhere out there there's an omega verse book out there with shifters which is unusual but they shift into balloon animals <laughs> I have oh it. I got it. Was free, it was free. It was free a couple of like like last oh week. Oh my god! I need I this. It. I need this in my life. Yeah, I'll see if it's still free. And if it is, I'll shoot you a link. Oh, I gotta see that. Yeah. Oh my god! There's oh, another god. one too. Where I don't think oh it's Omega Verse. I think it's just shifters. But he shifts into a potato. I, okay, everyone. Uh, what I want is I want you to email us titles <laughs> for this at creepykitchgals at gmail.com what do you think a shifter romance um uh balloon animals erotica I think the book is title. just called squeak if i remember correctly oh, but that's even better right <laughs> <laughs> no i want to hear other people's i actually want to hear other people's uh what a good title for a potato shifter <laughs> that one's called the fingerling but i'm not 100 oh on God, all I know is these are um, authors are geniuses for these titles. We are truly living in the golden age of publishing, my friend. We are. I'm, I'm very proud to be an author in this time. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. I can 100%. find anything I want. It's it's amazing. See, now I'm vaguely ashamed of myself because when I was still working at the shit shop, and I would write, I was you know writing filthy humans, fucking aliens, you know, legit, legit. seven foot alien warlord, you know. 
And the kids, I I am, yes. The kids would be like, oh, what are you writing? And I would be like, space pirates? And they'd go, oh, like Star Wars? I'm like, yep, just like Star Wars. It was, yep, just like Star Star Wars. Wars. And I kind (laughs) of feel like I should have, I mean, maybe not to the kids, but I feel like like on my last day they walked out, I should have been like over the intercom, like, oh, by the way, I was writing porn the entire time. I mean, that would have been like like, dropped it and walked out. out, But yeah, I mean, talk about dropping the mic. Right. (laughs) Not going to lie. so do you want to do horror crush this round yeah i got a horror crush okay cool uh you go ahead and start because i got one too i gotta make sure it's just the right name (laughs) my horror crush is and i for no real reason he just popped into my head clavon little oh black bart in uh uh, blazing Blazing. but he was and his horror connection is he was uh he was in that uh, vampire movie. Yeah, uh, Once Bitten. But I, was it Lauren Hutton? Was that who played the vampire? I think the so, yeah. I think it was Lauren he, Hutton. He's, he's yeah. her uh, manservant who is very obviously coded to be 80s gay. And <laughs> he has a great line where she says, come out of the closet. And he goes, oh, honey, I came out of the closet uh, centuries ago. And come out wearing <laughs> one of her scarves. It was very funny. But he oh, was just like, so there's a line from Blazing Saddles that or scene I should say that is one of those like everybody has like one thing that like you could be at a funeral and it would still make you laugh your ass off you know um yeah that's for me me in general I mean yeah I mean yeah you're not wrong but there's like (laughs) one one scene that is like the crown jewel in the entire you know tiara of 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 golden moments and that's (laughs) when he's super depressed after going out and trying to be the sheriff and he gets called all of these horrible racers Yes, I and know. He comes exactly. in and Gene Wilder is real. trying to comfort him. And you he, don't he, understand. They are the real true salt of the earth. That's the true no. spirit of the no. American West. These are good people. <laughs> salt of the earth. You know. You know. Morons. And, and the best part of little is that uh, that was not, that was an outtake. He actually yes. did break character yes, he in that broke scene. Every time he delivered it, and so they finally just kept it in. Yeah, I'm just and, gonna flat out say that I know so much about that movie. It's not even funny. I know so much about Black <laughs> I do too because I've listened to Mel Brooks's uh, uh, yeah, and Matt, uh, Matt, uh, Matt, uh, book you. twice. Yeah, and Max is a huge, uh, you know, Mel Brooks fan. He's always sure. has one, so he knows which, all the trivia, which he passed on to me. So that's a actually yeah. a book recommend if anybody's out there. And if you can get it on audio, it's even better because he narrates it, and it's Mel Brooks's. It's oh. all about what's all about me. All about me. Yeah, I think it's called, and it's really fucking funny. We I got that for Max for his birthday um, last year. That was his mm-hmm. birthday gift. Uh, he loved it. He read it like twice in a row. Yeah. And I, I'm going to be picking up the audiobook again soon because I just kind of skimmed it really quick. But that man, he's amazing. I well, and it's great books. too because he like because you know the thing is 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 he owns all of the rights to his stuff. So like if he sings something from a movie, he owns the rights, so he doesn't have to. Because you know it's there's a whole weird thing with rights where like if somebody yeah say we're listening to you know like like the book we're gonna talk about next week like say we're listening to that and it's it would never happen but you know one of the characters said like sings part of like a pop culture song and if it's not public domain when they read yeah. it they can't see oh, it because it's a whole other licensing thing. Issue. 
there was like a bunch of scenes I wrote that were supposed to have like, you know, songs in it, especially my first mm -hmm. book because, you know, she's a singer. And I started and I did some research and I'm like, oh, I have to cut all of this <laughs> because yeah. I was like, it's on public domain. Yeah, so because I it's, it's hit that what they were possibly listening to or singing. Mm -hmm. and, you know, time. But the now, cool thing is, is so it's, you know, you get Mel Brooks like singing little ditties from some of his movies and doing impressions of like characters that he was and things like that. And it was just, it was really, it's a really enjoyable listen. Oh yeah, he's amazing. Um, Mel Brooks is like my one of my heroes. I absolutely adore him. Uh, he's so fucking good. So he really is, yeah, amazing. So funny. He's yeah. I, I and his movies are classic. I think they're amazing, and I love the mm -hmm. whole thing about Blazing Saddles, where everyone tells him, "Well, you couldn't make that today," and he goes, "We couldn't make it back then." What are you yeah, talking pretty much. about? Well, yeah, there's a great bit where they're talking about it because at the time everybody was an unknown when they did Blazing Saddles, mm -hmm. that everybody that worked on it. And and he basically went into the writer's room and said, put whatever you, you think is funny, like throw it out because we're all going to be fired after this movie comes out. <laughs> okay, like, you know what? I thought I'm this was a career killer. I'm totally changing my horror crash and I'm going to make it Mel Brooks because he did produce the fly. I support it. I support <laughs> it. That's true. Actually, I, he did. So, yeah, he was a producer for the fly. Yeah. So he is related to horror. Um, but I fucking love him. He is. I, if there's one person, one of those people, celebrities, I would love to meet in real life just to sit and chat. He is one yeah. of them. Oh, for he's sure. just one of them. You know 100%. that he would, he's done. And even if you get a chance, watch like his interviews you can find mm -hmm. like on HBO and Netflix. He is amazingly hilarious and wonderful yes. he's just really fucking hot. oh and he is too and i actually yes. so sad i didn't get a chance he actually talked at comic-con when uh world war z came out the book oh. and i Which missed is... it i was pissed i got stuck on the trolley oh, <laughs> but the cool part is i got him just like i think um i think it was alistair or big max he managed yes. to get me something signed by him so because oh, he's super cool but yeah, he is awesome. I love yeah. him too. So, <laughs> and yeah. he has as wicked a sense of humor as his dad. So, yes. Well, I love the the little public service announcement they did about getting vaccinated. Yes, and they had where it was, the he was behind glass. Yeah, like, I want to be able to hug my dad again, but my dad is really old. That was so funny. I got Mel Brooks is on the other side of the glass going, hello. I like tapping yes. on it. It was really funny. And waving at the camera. Like, yes, it was, it was really, it's really cute. It was funny. I, that was my favorite, like public service announcement mm -hmm. from, from the COVID days. I will, or the quarantine days, excuse me. Right. Um, I friggin' died. I was all like, you are smart and I love you both. You're both amazing men, wonderful men. Right. <laughs> so. But yeah, that's going to be, I, I changed my mind. So actually, I was second one. My second yes. one, I will say, is um, Evan Peters. He is playing, it's a, I know him and most people would probably know him as playing Quicksilver in the new X-Men movies, like First Class okay. and whatever next movie it came out. Was blah, he blah, blah. in The Avengers? He's, is that, no, that's the other Quicksilver. One. That's the other Quicksilver. Oh, okay. He's the other Quicksilver. Who he's very charming. And I've always seen him play these kind of like charming, goofy guys and stuff. Well, he's playing Jeffrey Dahmer mm -hmm. in that series Dahmer. Oh, yeah. And I saw oh, the, the picture my... of that and couldn't I knew he looked familiar. Yeah, that's him. Oh my God. His performance, he's like, I'm not saying that I have a crush on him because he's playing Jeffrey Dahmer and Jeffrey Dahmer's hot. What I'm saying is his sure. performance is so good. I'm getting like an actor boner for him because he's so right, right. Big. That's how I felt 
Right. That's how I felt with the actors in uh, Mindhunters. Or Mindhunters. Yes. Exactly. Like the guy who played uh, uh, fucking old sweaty Eddie, uh, Edmund Kemper. And the guy who played uh, uh, fucking Son of Sam. That was eerie how much. Like yes. It was the same thing. It's like, you guys are so gross, but I have like a total actor boner right now because you did yeah, such exactly a fucking amazing, amazing job portraying such a gross right. character. He is so good in this role. And I got to give that series a lot of credit. It is not like, I was expected to be kind of like sensationalist, you know. Ooh, sure. It's not. It's actually really, they play it straight, for one. Like grounded. They don't, yeah, it's very grounded in reality, even, even for, like, a Ryan Murphy show. <laughs> and, um, oh, he, yeah, okay, I do recognize yeah. him. He's the kid that was from, uh, uh, Hotel, or not, um. American Horror Story. God, American Horror Story, thank you. Yeah, he was also in Pose, too, which is where I remember him most from. Uh, he was in a season of Pose. Pose is good um it's not a horror thing it's just a good um it's just a good show about the um gay community in the late 80s early 90s oh cool and it's orders in it it's so good um it makes you feel good it's one of those shows but um anyway he um yeah so he can't he's in this and it's a ryan murphy show and usually ryan murphy stuff is either like wow that was really good or what the fuck was that shit (laughs) it was everyone drunk yeah and this is kind of a good like in between of what the fuck is that shit and this is really good (laughs) so well and that's uh, kind of like like you read up on a serial killer like yeah there's gonna be a lot of this is fascinating but what the fuck man what the fuck yeah, and this, what I liked about it is it's very grounded. Talk about the victim, but he, they portray Jeffrey Dahmer exactly what he is. He's a fucking monster. And right. they portray uh, the victims as very sympathetic, well, you know, well-rounded, three-dimensional characters. Right. And they don't glorify the murders. They don't go right. into graphic detail. They're just like, like movies that have worse graphic for than this series and I know a lot of people are right. like oh it's so disgusting guys you have never watched what are you doing over there oh I'm sorry I was getting something to drink I didn't think that was it's ice I didn't think that was crushing on the mic give me just a second sorry no worries it just made me laugh I was like you okay <laughs> just over here breaking bones I right, so I was all speaking of serial killers you doing right. all right over there <laughs> but yeah he's fantastic it's going good. It's going good. <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, I mean, he's, he's, I, I know him from American Horror Story primarily. And I only watched the first season and I know that's anathema to. Uh, it's the only season I've seen too. So you're not alone. <laughs> so. right. Like I don't have anything against it. I just never got around to watching and the rest of it. Yeah. But that's the same. Uh, same with me. Uh, but he was like a, an amazing, upsetting. He was character. a great actor. Oh yeah. Yeah. And um, yeah. so I can't say enough good things about this kid. He's going to become an amazing actor when he's a, I say kid. He's probably he's in his mid twenties, early thirties. He's in his thirties. He's in his fucking thirties, but he looks like he's yes. 12. Um, <laughs> but I mean, he's going to, yeah, he he's going to get, yeah. I'm like, don't tell me he doesn't look young. <laughs> oh no, totally. He's, he's got total like Leonardo DiCaprio vibes. We're like, uh, yes. Because you know, wasn't Leonardo DiCaprio like, in his 30s when he played uh, the character from Catch Me If You Can, Frank Abagnale. I think so, yeah. And that yeah. starts a little, he's like, so. he's like 17 or 16 or something in that. Something like that, yeah. He's got that eternal, like, kid face. Right, much. until yeah. 
he hits a certain age and then suddenly he just looks like a weird dissolute lech yeah kind of what Leonardo, Leonardo DiCaprio's got going on but I gotta give Leo some credit he is playing <laughs> he is playing yeah unfortunately I'd be more impressed if he dated his age uh, these days well, that- you can wish in one hand and crap in the other, see which one piles up first. But... <laughs> He's got James Woods syndrome. Yes. <laughs> so anyway, let us... Uh, oh, did you want to do weekly fuck off? Do you have a weekly sure. fuck off? Yeah, I've got a, 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 a I mean, weekly a stupid fuck question, off. But... <laughs> I know, right? Weekly I have two off. right now. One is that I think I'm cooking a, a, a UTI. Oh, uh, is... God uncomfortable because I don't ever get them and I I don't know if it's just because I have a a suspicion that my vaginal lining is super acidic and so yeah I've never had a yeast infection or anything like that either but but I don't know what's going on but it sucks and I hate it and I want it to go away Mm -hmm. and then uh my other one is I'm waiting to hear back on the substitute teacher position, but for obvious reasons, there's a background check, which I totally understand and respect. Well, it's yeah. taking so fucking long to get back. And it's like, dude, do I have this or not? If I don't, I got to make other plans. So like, yeah, could you that's please stuff pull your thumbs out of your asses? And, yeah. the, and the, the whole background check thing kind of pisses me off anyway, because again, I don't mind doing it, but they didn't tell me that I had to pay for it out of pocket. Oh, that's so, uh, yeah, so I turned in my online application through the school district, and I went, uh, I, I got an email back from the, the, the person who's responsible for, like, sort of corralling substitutes, and uh, asked if I could come down and get fingerprinted. I was like, all right, so I figured they were just doing it down there. So I go down, and it's really funny, actually, because the head of the school district now is the office of my old whole, uh, high school. Oh, but, <laughs> yeah, first time I've been in there, I think, since I graduated. But so I go in and, you know, like a dress nice and, you know, trying to, to present like a, 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 a good step forward. And this woman is just like, can I help you? And I said, yeah, I'm here to get fingerprinted. And she just gives me a piece of paper, like the fingerprint paper and a, a, and a little printout of information and says, okay, well, you have to go to the sheriff's department and that's going to cost you $10. And then when you bring them back, we need a check. It can't be you know, like we, we don't accept debit because we're not apparently with the 20th century, let alone the 21st century. Like, should I be turning this in uh, via telegraph? And I have to bring a check for 42, blah, blah, blah. I don't remember the specifics anymore to pay for the background search. And it's like, again, I've had background searches before. I I had a background search for my previous job, which makes sense. You're working with, with a vulnerable population, but I didn't fucking have to pay for it. Yeah, and I mean, that could be, that kind of sucks that they're putting it on right. you. Well, and the other thing, too, is they didn't tell me. Like, if they had said in the application, you will need to pay for a background search, do this, go here. I'd be like, all right, well, this sucks, but at least I, you know, forewarned is forearmed, basically. Yeah, at least they knew. And, yeah. right, and then they didn't tell me who to make the fucking check out to. And then that became, like, a whole other step because I don't have a checkbook. Because, again, it's yeah. the 21st fucking century. I and don't so, time I wrote a check right and so I went to my bank my bank has a nice thing where it's like once a day they'll give you a free bank check essentially so okay no problem it's one more step on the you know the path to doing this but whatever at least it's a you know something I know I can do so I go in Mm -hmm. and I get it made out they don't say who to make the check out to so I just ask them to make that to the school district I go in and turn it in with my fingerprints and it 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 should have been made out to the 
whatever entity it is that's doing the background search. Oh, God. And it's like, are you fucking kidding me? And we ended up just, she just had me scratch it out and then like fill out who it was to and then initial it. And so far I haven't heard anything. So I'm hoping that's okay. But it's like, if, if is there is, any way if you can call up, them and be like, hey, I'm going to call them Monday, like tomorrow and just ask them like, what, like, what is the time to be expected here? Because the post office is hiring and I might just jump on that. Hey, you and know what? They got good benefits. They do, and they're they're willing to hire uh, part time. The... I don't I don't want to do full time, but you know, part time would be fine. And hey, it's hard to get fired from the post office, so it's that's why I look, it's, it's definitely job security. So for sure, and and so that's kind of one of these things. Fired. I'm just saying. <laughs> no, no, I no, I totally get what you're saying. Sorry. And they they start well above minimum wage, and yeah, and so, but it's just one of those things where it's like. I'm down to be a sub. I've taken all of these fucking steps to become a sub. Can we get the ball rolling, please? Is there anyone you can see? Two or and a half not? weeks, I think, since I turned that in. Oh, yeah, that's some bullshit. Yeah, and so, like I said, I'm just going to call the school. I, I don't know who the company is. It was just a string of initials. That, yeah. Uh, did the background search, and I doubt they'd be able to tell me anything, even if I knew who I they were. Tell you shit. But so. I'm hoping, like, I'm going to call the school district tomorrow and just ask if they have, like, do you have like a ballpark? Like, is it common to expect it to be two weeks, two months, two years? Like what's the fucking expectation here? Yeah. Cause I would like to move on with my life. What <laughs> exactly? And I need a job now. <laughs> right. Yeah. I need a job. And I also, you know, I want to get my doula training over and done with, and I need money to do that too. Yeah. And it's like, you know, I'm kind of in a permanent holding pattern right now and I'm sick of being in this holding pattern. Yeah. I don't blame you. But anyway, so yeah, that's my fuck off. Well, I think it's a legit fuck off. Thank I you. will say that my uh, fuck offs have definitely dwindled since I started um, not working customer service. So yeah, hey, there it's, is it's amazing what a difference that makes, right? Makes a fucking difference. But I will say I do have a slight fuck off um, to, and, I, and it's my usual bullshit of, hey, you know what? Stop giving unsolicited advice to people. <laughs> I literally like what? Like give me an example. Well, like I said, anytime I post anything, and it's mostly now not so much. People know better than sure. um, bored now. But for, uh -huh. if, for example, like if I, I posted, hey, I have COVID, you know, type of thing. Mm -hmm. And I literally have to put a little disclaimer saying, please don't give me advice. I have a really good oh, doctor. Yeah. And because everyone will be like, oh, well, what did you do? What There's like right. definitely like a health judgmental thing, thing. thing yeah there's like, just a judgmental thing in general going on on social media that i've been just I ignoring mean, yeah. now. you're 100 percent not wrong there for example i had a friend of mine she saved up for this really cool trip with her mother her mother was turning you know a landmark like 70 or something like that sure. like and she was turning a landmark age so they my friend saved up money to take this really nice trip on they flew out to go take a cruise to europe uh -huh. You know, that was her big surprise for her mom. She's been saving up time off. She's been saving up money. It was a big deal. She mm -hmm. was so excited. I, you know, she's a coworker of mine. So she was talking to me too. And I was so stoked for her. And I got so annoyed on Facebook where she posted a um, picture of her and her mom in like first class. Cause she saved up mm -hmm. for first class tickets. Sure. Yeah. It's the coolest thing ever because I've flown first class. It's fucking awesome. And she was so excited. She's like, I never flown first class. Check out these seats. Look at all this room, you know, type sure, of thing. Right. Instead of being jammed into like sardines in a can. Yeah. 
And then someone came on and like kind of pissed on her like good mood saying, yeah, I guess the rest of us peons will have to go sit and coach with our knees up to our God. And I was like, shut up. You could save up and sit in first class too, asshole. I was thinking was like, she paid for those tickets. She deserves it. What do you think? This isn't, it's an airline. It's not communist Russia. Jesus Christ. Exactly. I was just like, maybe if you saved up money, she literally purposely did this. It's not like they decided to give her she's some you know because it's of not like she deliberately booted that specific person out of first class so she could yeah. get there exactly and i was just like that type of shit is what's been pissing me off lately <laughs> so no, i don't blame you but it's just like jesus christ it's like someone always has something shitty to say about something right when they have something good happen to them like oh right. boy they, they want to yuck their going yuck, on a trip. well at least someone is going you know while i sit here and starve right. you know it's like oh for christ's sake be happy for someone be happy right. sorry that your life is shit and i have sympathy but you you know shitting on my parade doesn't mean that i'm going that it's going to make me miraculously make your life better it's like, well, and that's the thing. Like, I have, I have better fucking enjoy herself. Yeah, I have empathy, but only to a certain extent. When they start stomping on somebody else's good time, then it's just like, fuck you. Well, yeah, that's how I look at it because it's Grow just up, like, fucking troll. I have friends who are going through some shit, and they understand, but they're not going to come onto my my space or talk to right. me in person and say, "Yeah, well, I'm still having a shit time." You know, it, it, that is right. For me, I no just, one's allowed to have a good time that. because I'm not having a good time. Exactly, it's just this like it's this like crappy bullshit. It just yeah. pisses me off to no it reminds end. Reminds me of my former sister-in-law because my younger brother's a slut. Uh, <laughs> during the the protests for that bullshit gas line that was going through the Dakotas, I think it was. Yeah, yeah, this is probably like ten years ago. No, I remember. Free. Yep. And I was pissed off about it because it's bullshit. And so I was posting stuff on Facebook, you know, like supporting it and like, you know, petitions and shit like that. And my ex fucking sister-in-law comes in and goes, oh, well, you know, are you doing anything to, to help him with it? Like, like it was this like judgy and I was like, bitch, I'm donating money. Or she made it, she made it out like. I was an asshole because I wasn't flying to the site and protesting in person. Yeah. And it was just like, okay, first of all, neither are you. And secondly, <laughs> I basically peeled a strip off of her ass and I said, you don't come into well, my you Facebook page and like throw judgment on me. And she's like, well, I didn't do that. It's like, that's exactly what you fucking did. Yeah. You're just decided to, I don't know. Does that make you feel better? It's like, well, she didn't expect me to, to lash back is basically what it was. Well, yeah. And so it's one of those but, things I mean, it's where just, it's like, so annoying. what are you, the judgment police? Like, like, fuck you. Okay. I bet I'm doing yeah, what you are. It's just annoying where it's just, I, I just hate that judgmental bullshit, I guess. Is way. I just, not unsolicited advice as much as Jesus Christ, just let people live their lives. Right. For God's shut sake. up and, and let somebody enjoy Like, somebody found a little spark of joy let them have it yeah um, the world is shit right now let people enjoy right. their life let's and, cheer on uh, people who are you know have, like, like having those good moments rather than well i got the same know. bullshit time where someone like i was posting how everyone at my new truck stop um what came down with like literally my entire department 
got mowed down by COVID. I actually right. got mowed down after the fact. So right. I was yeah, I knew you were kind of at the, the tail end of it. Yeah. And so, yeah. And I got to give my new truck stop a lot of credit. They take this shit super seriously. They were like, all right, you know what? We are upping up all, you know, we're canceling all in-person meetings. Everyone, it's masks are completely mandatory right now. Right. You know, you have to take a COVID test every morning to make sure, you know, before you right. come in, not take it. You end up as a super spreader event. Yeah, if we find out that you are sick and you're here, we will send you home. You know, that type of right. thing. They mm-hmm. like, I got to give my new, my new company a lot of credit. Compared sure. to some of the shit burgers I've worked at, this place is like really well, on, on their ball. And the so I handling is part of the reason I left the shit house. Yeah, I mean, this place has been really great about the COVID handling and everything because uh-huh. they just don't want people getting sick and all this. Sure. And, they, you know. I, I, they're a company, yeah, but at least they're trying to like show that they give a shit about their coworkers. Sure. Well, yeah. I mean, just do basic human fucking decency is appreciated. Yeah. And so I posted just because I was really tired, and at that time, my whole department was one of them. I got completely mowed down. Right. So at that time, it was me, a seventy-six-year-old woman who I'm pretty convinced is the Terminator because she um, did not get sick at all, still is not right. sick. And another guy. That was it. There were three people left in my department. Last men standing. And our department cannot be run by only three people alone. <laughs> so right. and about my supervisor got hit, my director got hit, like we everyone got hit. So it was just the three mm-hmm. of us going, fuck, what do we do? Sure. And so I just because I was tired and I just posted like on Facebook, like, yeah, I'm getting ready to, you know, embrace the suck because everyone in my department has COVID. And and then then of course mm-hmm. someone comes onto my fucking Facebook and starts in on this whole like. Yeah, because they don't care about you and they just, they rather you come in sick and da 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 da. And I'm like, and I, what made me even sad and annoyed was like the same girl who got, you know, kind of like crapped on about her first class tickets. Cut, you know, she works with me. She kind of came in. She's on the fucking su- uh, safety committee for my team. And mm-hmm. she did seriously. And she, I love that she came in and literally just stripped that person bare and was just like, actually, this is what we're fucking doing. <laughs> I was like, right. and I came nice. in and I said, look, good for her. Places I've worked, this is one of the best places. I actually think they give a crap about me. We have COVID, we have paid COVID time up up to two weeks of right. paid for just for COVID. We do not have to dip mm-hmm. into our regular sick time. We do not have to drip into our PTO. We, do, you know, they really try to take care of us. They do not want us coming back to work if we are still positive. If we are, they'll tell it, they'll send us home. You know, sure. they, and that's what they did is they checked in with me after a week and were like, are you still positive? I'm like, yeah, they're like, don't come in, stay another week home. You'll be fine. Mm-hmm. You have time off for this. And the people who didn't have the time off, they were like, we will work something out. We will work something mm-hmm. out for you. And they, mm-hmm. you know, so I was all like, don't let, stop this whole stick it to the man. You're white too. Jesus Christ. Right. <laughs> it was like that type of thing. Where well, I, just, I don't think the man has to be white, but I know, but it's like one of those, like, it made me laugh because it was very much like a, oh, yeah, they're keeping us down, man. And I'm right. like, you own your own house. You have, uh, you know, and I just wanted to go off on this whole thing about, like, right. don't start on this. Oh, the little people. I'm like, no, no, shut you up. Have a, you have a fucking retirement account. Shut up. You have a pension. <laughs> shut the fuck up. <laughs> you have a 401k. You are the man. Yeah, that's what I want to say. So I'm just like, but it's just, it's like one of those things, like the world is shit. If someone wants to fly first class, let them fly first class. If someone yeah. wants to cheer them on for getting to have a new exciting experience. 
Yes, just do that and stop like shitting on everyone's good time. Yeah. And, you know, because I know the world is shit, but you're just making it shittier. So, I've gotten in the really bad habit of anytime somebody does, you know, make some bitchy comment like that, I'm like, well, we did it just to spite you. Uh, that's, that's you know not that, bad. right? That's like, amazing habit. Right? I did it just because I knew it would piss you off. Honestly, I think that's an amazing habit. I'm going to do that going forward. <laughs> it's great because they don't know what to do with it. They're like, oh, uh, yeah, yeah. We just wanted to piss you off. Pretty much. Oh, like Your yeah. mama. <laughs> we did it 100% just to spite you. We all got together. We had a meeting. This is what won. You'll see the things that didn't place first as the weeks unfold. I am totally, totally going to use that going forward. Well, it. It's great. Because I just, oh, I'm so going to do that. No, do it. It's oh, great. So cool. uh, it's so great. Because again, it's one of those things where it's like, you're basically saying out loud what they're implying. And then yeah. they're actually hearing how stupid it is. It's like, yeah, do you realize how idiotic you sound like exactly. right now? Yeah, there you go. There you go. Sport. Exactly. It's like that <laughs> line from Family Guy. Do you hear what you say? I drift in and out. <laughs> I mean, that's not wrong. I I mean, I just had COVID. I do drift in and out. So, hey. Right. I don't. I'm, I haven't had COVID and I drift in and out. I'm just scattered. I'm just la la la. I have uh, my grandmother's. Uh, Someone threw a quarter. I'm just going to say that. Basically. Forward. Yeah. Somebody threw a quarter. I went through a quarter. Grandma Bunty was was probably like we're we're certain she if she wasn't if she didn't qualify a hundred percent at genius level intellect, which I'm not saying that I'm a genius. I'm not saying that I'm not either. Uh, but she was so scatterbrained that until you really had a conversation with her, she just came across as this flighty old woman. Well, and then you would actually conversate with her and be like, "Oh, you're terrifyingly intelligent." Is what's going on? Yeah. She's kind of oh, like, uh, I like to think of myself as the same way. <laughs> right. Um, Everyone's like, I definitely so scatterbrained. Uh, Which is, see, I never I get, oh, you're bubbly and cute. I always get, you know, I was really afraid of you when we first met, started hanging out. No, nobody's ever afraid of me. I'm and the I'm bubbly, just cute like, one. What did and then they're afraid I was of gonna, me. What did you think I was going to do to you? Like, go across I the always table crack up. your throat? I mean, I always crack up when people always say that about you. I'm always all like, why do you think she's intimidating? She's a goofball. She's, yeah. Pretty much. Okay. Okay. I think everything is hilarious and we'll laugh at it. I mean, I, that's I guess part I just have charm. an intense an intense personality, I guess. I don't know. It's I think you just like, you're very intense. I think part of it too is it's the same reason everybody thinks I'm six feet tall. You're I'm you've got a nine. very you've got a very like uh you've got a presence, not imposing. You just have a presence. Mm-hmm. Well, and some people are intimidated by that. I guess. Yeah. You're a Leo. You are a Leo. And you're a Leo. the Leoist of Leos. I'm, I'm not just a Leo. I'm a Leo on the Leo Virgo cusp. So I like to think. See, I got the well, there you go. Signs. I'm just saying. No wonder we get along because it seems right? like I just attract Leos and Virgos all the time. That's so. true. And Aries. That's, and Aries. And yep, pretty much. Yep. I have Leo, Leos, Virgos, and Aries. That's just my posse. I'm just a yep. sad little Pisces that's just looking for someone to be to command me. I guess I don't know. You're my, you're my lovely water baby. <laughs> I am your water baby. Even though you don't <laughs> like the water as much as I do. No, you like the water a lot more than I do. I, I think it's really ironic funny. that I'm. I do. And I, I think, think it's. It I too. think that's my Aquarius side. My Aquarius side is like yeah. fuck all this shit. So. Maybe yeah. Like, anyway. Or maybe it's, well, it's the same. Like I'm a fire sign and I hate the heat. So yeah. I mean, there maybe, you go. Maybe it's like natural opposites. You know, like I'm surrounded by heat. Ergo, I'm drawn to the water. Yeah, that's what probably it is. Let's, let's go with that. <laughs> You're so full of fire. 
It's the fire. 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 <laughs> Remind me to tell you that story about Ace and I getting really drunk at war and trying to describe something. <laughs> that was oh, Jessica saying. Yes, I can't it's wait full to hear of that. Fire. 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 Oh God, it was so funny. You just attract the bad part was this is what it is. Yeah. So I do. I do attract fire. Well, no, I thought Virgo was air. air Virgo is, but Aries and Leo are both fire. Well, I'm, but I also have a lot of Virgos in my lives. Yeah. Well, I mean. So I guess, I don't know. You're just, I'm just, you're a, just earth signs you're don't just, like you're me. Just They're delightful. <laughs> I'm just delightful to all. You I am. I thought Virgo was an I am a, sign, not an air sign. I don't know why I, I, I'm what? some witch. I, I am. How about that? You know what? Sorry. And, I'm well, not you know what? There's, there, there's no Greek as, as astrology test that you have to take before declaring I, your, your I, I am going to say this. The if you know, if you know what it is, please, uh, please email us at creepykitchgas at gmail.com. I'm pretty sure it's an earth sign because when I, I You're probably right. A water sign since it's my other, you know, cause I'm on the cusp. Hang on. Yeah. She is. She's going to look it up now. <laughs> an earth sign let's see i don't know <laughs> come on sucker move it's like, yeah. it's like ask again Virgo's later <laughs> oh okay never mind i take back virgo is a virgo, I have, earth sign i have a shit load of virgos in my life so i guess earth signs do like me so go mm-hmm. me i think i am i am an enchanted you. water baby <laughs> you are you are my enchanted i am water motherfuckers baby motherfuckers so <laughs> anyway let's get uh, down to it uh today we are on classic kitsch we are talking about last night in soho um yes, which God, i keep I wanting to movie. call one night in soho for someday i kept wanting to too and i'm like no it's last night in soho because yeah. i kept calling it one night in soho too so you're yeah. not alone well it's, um, it's named so, after the song i believe yes and by the way this this movie has the best soundtrack ever i am gonna yes. buy it pretty soon Fuck and because yes. oh it was, it's so good it was like my my that inco- like, like that soundtrack incorporated my childhood so perfectly yes because my mother was a teenager in the 60s and so we we were listening to the oldies station like when i was born basically yeah and so all of that like 60s pop kind of music like that like british invasion all of it feel. Yes. yes yeah yeah so good yeah. it's so that good sort of british bubblegum pop Oh yeah, I love that stuff. I'm just a sucker for mm-hmm. it. I'm a sucker for retro anything. So I'm like, yes, when this movie oh, came for out. Oh, sure. Uh, so here's the IMDb synopsis. Um, just a quick one. It's an aspiring fashion designer is mysteriously able to enter the 1960s when she encounters a dazzling wannabe singer. But the glamour is not all it appears to be. And the dreams of the past start to crack and splinter into something darker. That's only a little bit of the surface. <laughs> this yeah, movie is and it's, it's not that she can mysteriously. Complex. It's not that she can no. mysteriously do it. She's psychic. They say that they establish. She's psychic. That yeah, right off the bat, very first like frame of the film. Essentially, mm-hmm. they like you know yeah. establish that like, she can see ghosts. She's psychic. Yeah, she can. She she kind of talks, not really talks, but has a communication with her dead mother, which I think mm-hmm. that kind of implied in some ways that yeah, her mom might have had that too in a weird way yeah, beyond his so mental too, illness yeah. but and, she um, destroyer. yeah exactly they kind of imply that her mother had it and i this movie from head to toe i think is a work of art i think it's vi- visually fucking stunning yeah. uh and the music is amazing the acting is amazing uh the story at, for a two-hour movie it moves extremely fast which i love it really um, does it really the pace does. is wonderful 
Um, and the twists are like, what? Like, I did not expect either of those twists at the end. So we probably will spoil this. So if that's I the case. Um, we definitely will spoil it. Yeah. Definitely. Um, yeah. Uh, turn this off and watch the movie and come back and listen to it. Because do not spoil this movie right. for yourselves. Right. It, that's what, like, part of the great part of it is that it's so, like, the twist is whoa like it comes out of nowhere and you're like fuck yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> so, and it's a good twist yeah so so anyway um yeah i mean i don't even know where to start with it just because i don't want to give too much away but the uh, the actresses are on well, anya taylor joy which um yes. who was in the witch and she plays yes. sandy she's the 1960s girl that yes. she's, she's that um Ellie, who is our um, heroine, is having visions about. And Mm -hmm. you want to talk about a woman who, God, she is so insanely beautiful in this film. I can't, it's just, they costume her to perfection. Yes. She is like the epitome, her hair, the dresses. She is literally the epitome of that 60s mod uh, scene. Like they just, and Matt Smith is like the most amazing creeper ever. And I, just got to say, I kind of love this whole trend of Doctor Who um, actors going out of their shell and playing horrible creepers <laughs> right after they do Doctor Who. I do too. Like, I kind of love did it. A, an excellent, like, because the only thing I've really seen Matt Smith in is Doctor Who. And I've seen him I, in a lot I'm of not, other things too. I'm not a big Doctor Who fan. Like, I'm not anti Doctor Who or anything, but it's just yeah. never, I'm, I'm not interested enough in to really pursue it. But Same. I had a friend who was obsessive about it. And so I watched most of if not all of the matt smith runs as as doctor yeah. who and so um honestly you know what i think put me off of doctor who is all the goddamn david Tennant fangirls yeah uh, i mean i can understand that yeah <laughs> so. uh, david Tennant, love him as an actor he's not that attractive let it go and move on anyway <laughs> uh <laughs> Which is really funny because my friend Wendy is a huge Doctor Who fan. She's she watched Doctor Who as a kid with her dad, so like yeah. she knows the whole fucking mythos inside out and backwards. Oh and yeah, even she's like, you know, David Tennant was a good doctor. He's a great actor. He's not that cute. And I'm just like, thank you very much. Uh, for I did, uh, yeah. Anyway, <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, but yeah, I was really like he he was very charming as the Doctor. He was quite adorable, and but that was the only thing that I'd seen him in. And so seeing him like really like stretch his range in this was impressive. Yeah. Especially he was I'm... so good. And well, yeah, he did like the Cockney accents and cause he's like from Northampton or something like that. Yeah. Uh, and he really is like, he, he, he plays an absolutely reprehensible character who a hundred percent gets what's coming to him. But I have, what to I think I love. Credit. Oh, go ahead. He looked what I'm good in that suit. Oh God, he was so handsome in the beginning yes. of that film. Yes, um, what I have to give him a lot of credit for is what I I loved how because um pretty much what happens is this girl named Ellie, um who is very uh I guess I don't know they paint her as fragile type of thing and I well, think yeah, it's just it, it, naive yeah. I think is is more what naive it is. Like she's, she's very naive it's, but they, it's very much the the country mouse going to the to the big city yeah. for the first time uh, but I think that her because she lives with her grandmother her father she never knew her mother died of suicide um and I think the grandmother's uh, I don't think she has mental illness but I think that her grandmother's afraid that the same thing's going to happen to Ellie yeah. that happened to her yeah. mother so she's a little protective um, but she's a lovely but lady. Supportive. And, but supportive. Super supportive. But very supportive. And so Ellie 
is wanting to become a fashion designer. She gets accepted to this big fashion school in London and she moves She's out to very London. Obsessed with the 60s. Yes, extremely obsessed with the 60s. Yes. And you know what? I, I blame her. She is my type opening, of gal. The opening scene is so fucking cute. Mm-hmm. When she comes dancing into her room and she's wearing the like newspaper cocktail dress over her outfit. Yes, and I love it. That. It just that it screams like Doris Day, Audrey Hepburn, like very much the like, yeah. you know, like 60s romantic comedies kind of thing. It was yeah, super adorable. It. it was the cutest opening. Like I just felt the I thought that was so great the way they did that because you instantly fall in love with her. Like Yeah, that- for sure. Because she's so sweet. She's just this, and she's got this little voice and all this stuff. Mm-hmm. And she's just, I love her voice because it's These so huge like huge eyes. Big, huge eyes. She is like so adorable. Mm-hmm. And she gets, you know, she gets accepted into the school. So she goes to live at the school. And uh, everyone except for John is kind of a dick at the school to her. Yeah. And yeah. Jocasta, who I fucking oh. hate. Showed up. Jocasta's a fucking cunt. So Jocasta is was her roommate for a short amount of time, and um, yeah, she is like the epitome of being a horrible cunt. And well, and uh, it's it was a really oh. great way too to sort of show the dichotomy of yes. of what you would expect, especially at a creative arts location like this, because she gets accepted into what is it the National Institute of Art of London? I think it is the NIA. Is that it? And anyway, now something like that. It's an actual school, and apparently oh. it's, it's like cutting. It, it's like 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 you it's really like have to bust your ass to get into this place or fit them. Yeah, or exactly. Like yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Rhode Island School of Design, that kind of thing. Yeah. And so, um, so she makes it there, and she meets her roommate, and it's really interesting because you see the difference between sort of like both of these types you could see being attracted to this, where Jacosta, excuse me, is much more surface level. It's about designer names. And Ellie yeah. is there because she genuinely loves fashion. Yes, so, exactly. So Jocasta is more like she's hoping to make a name for herself, but you don't ever actually see her create anything other than sort no. of at the very end when you, you see kind her of see with something on a mannequin. Backstage. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you see her dressing her model and then and, and she yeah. has that, that, that bitchy uh, applaud. But yeah, because uh, she did because Ellie did a better show than her. Well, <laughs> so, and, and, and I'm like, also ah. too, like, like Ellie is like working with her her teacher. She's talking to her about like fabric, and like she has this great line about how you know she wants the girl to wear the dress, the dress shouldn't wear the girl. Yes. Whereas Jacosta really kind of has a flip where it's nobody's telling her, oh, you look really cute in that jacket. They're just like, oh, that jacket is it so and so? Oh yeah, before mm-hmm. he sold out and ended up on Carriage Street or whatever the hell it was. Yeah, she goes in that and whole, so, like, she's very, very affected into names and name dropping. And, yeah. and the part that killed me the most was when she's talking to Ellie and Ellie says, yeah, my mom died. And she's like, you know, and then the rest of the posse shows up um, and she goes like, yeah, we're part. And Jacosta's like, yeah, we're part of the Dead Moms Club. The Dead and Moms she's like, Club. Yeah, yeah, the Dead Moms Club isn't leukemia. It was so hard. Da, da, da. And everyone's like, oh, you're so brave. And then they mm-hmm. all look at Ellie and say well, how did your mom die? And she went suicide. And everyone was like, well, well, oh my God. And then Jocasta's like, well, I had it like a cousin who committed suicide. A and great it was just uncle. So my great uncle. A great uncle. Committed that's suicide too. So we're the same. Yeah. We're the same. And it's everyone so was like, so she could turn everything, all the sympathy yes, and attention to back to her. Jocasta. And yeah. I think what I hated so much, like, I was like, I know people like that. So oh, it just 100%. made, she just infuriated me. Like that moment oh, I was yeah. all, whoa, I hate you. Like I was One like ready to throw down. Worse. Yeah. It's like, 
you know, I've known people like that where it's like, you could say that like you went outside and were run over by a chimpanzee driving a fucking motorcycle who then honked your tit as you drove off. And that person, <laughs> it'll be a gorilla and it honked both of your tits. You know what I mean? I'm like, just saying you're a wordsmith. That's all I'm going to say. Thank you. Bravo. I'm very like impressed. That. She who shall not yes. be named. And it was yes. one of those things. It's it's always people who've never done anything or gone anywhere who have to like one up everything that you've done instead of being exactly. like, wow, that's a wild fucking story, which is like the way that it's intended. Yeah. And it's just, yeah, it was just, um, yeah, the minute she stepped onto the screen, I was like, I fucking hate oh, yeah. you. I, I yeah. hate you. Which is scratched out her last that's name what they to w- just be Jocasta. Yeah. And she called herself Hurricane Jocasta and all this uh-huh. stuff. And I, and I, honestly, I think that was exactly what they wanted to do with her. And that oh, actress was so yeah, good at portraying this bitchy character because she yeah. was so... It, it was it she could have really chewed the scenery and she didn't she was just so naturally bitchy mm-hmm. and that yeah. i was like well, and I, I just the movie don't did, like you like, well yeah the movie did like a great job of like showing that because like so i was texting you at you know through the movie as i was watching it earlier today yeah and there's a big halloween party at one scene yes. and ellie ends up going with her friend john who is the sweetest cinnamon roll that ever cinnamon rolled. oh i fell and, in love with john uh, oh yeah, john is such a goddamn doll he is the uh, sweetest he and ellie have to get married and have a million beautiful little babies because that's that is that's the how law, i think and i have sure. created a cell yeah. i'll uh, be honest i think so, that's how the movie sh- it, i think that's what happens after the movie is they get I, married yeah. and open some sort of house of fashion business yes, and, like yes become, oh my god that, i would i would shop there all day but yeah, so totally uh, so they go to this Halloween party and their outfits are like, he put some planning into his and then she sort of stumbled into the same thing he was doing just because she yeah. to be dressed the right way. But so they get there and it was actually really cool because in the trivia, apparently these were like actual students from this, this fashion institute and they basically told them go nuts with your costumes. Yeah. And so, uh, so a lot of those costumes are like shit that like the students actually came up with themselves. Which but, I think is great. Me too, but Jocasta and her fucking hangers on are all dressed like the bitches from the craft. Of course. And, and Jocasta's course. dressed like what who was what was Frugibalk's character? Frugibalk, yeah. Nancy. Is it Nancy? Yeah. And she's dressed like Nancy. Nancy. Just the goddamn worst. And and so it's just one of those where it's like a fucking course. That's how you're dressed. Yes, exactly. Uh and it's just perfect. I was like, yeah, of course you're gonna be like that. And um, but it just uh, but I got to admit, like, even the scenes, like, okay, so anyway, where was I? I was, she goes, oh, sorry, yeah, I there's in. a lot of stuff that happens where she's clearly not getting along with the student body because they are all a bunch of party animals and she just wants well, to and, learn. And she's kind of throwing her under the bus at every opportunity. All to the fucking her. time. Yeah. She does literally call her the city mouse at one point because she ends up getting dragged out like the night that she gets there. They, they go out because Soho is like, I think that's like the party section of London still. Yeah. And uh, she's just, you know, like she's not comfortable and she clearly doesn't fit in. Like these chicks are definitely fashionistas, whereas Ellie is not. And she, like this creepy dude tries to hit on Jacobson and says, what was it? Excuse me, miss. My dick has died. Can I bury it in your ass? Yes, that's and what it was. Jacosta's like, no, but try that line on Ellie. I'll bet she's a real freak once you get past the walls or whatever. And Ellie, yeah. understandably, is like classy, and so she leaves yeah. to go to the bathroom. And she's, to get yeah, away and from she's them. shaken by that because that's well, like, sure. wow, that's kind of a shitty thing to say. Well, yeah, right. It's a it's a gross thing for a total stranger to come up to you and say, and then to have somebody in your group lob it at you makes it even worse. And exactly. so 
so she goes to the bathroom to kind of hide and get away from them for a bit and jacosta and the crew end up staggering in after her doing jacosta at least is doing cocaine off the sink and she makes this comment about how weird ellie is and how what is it like i'll, I'll give it a month before she opens her wrists or something hateful yeah. like that not yeah, knowing and then they were the like bathroom. giving yeah they pretty much just like they fuck with her for like making her own outfit when she shows up you know because she made her right. own dress and they were like oh my god that's so like you know passe and then they say well, yeah they, they patronize she, her they're like oh that's so cute basically like yeah but they like, I mean, they, go, they pretty much just say clothes. everything that they think is wrong with her while she's yeah. hiding in the bathroom yeah and it's just and it's nasty like yeah the whole yeah. thing about she's she seems really like she seems so like fragile she's gonna open her wrist by the end of the semester type of thing right and it's like jesus christ you fucking bitch like i just like, absolutely you, you said the quiet part out loud dude yeah and then later on she ends up coming jacosta ends up break you know coming into the room and having like angry loud sex well like she's trying to well he's trying to the sleep night before their first day of class the yeah. night before their first day of class and so she's trying to find a place to sleep and and just she try wanders. to like get some peace and she ends up wandering right. into the the you know the common room and there's a big party going on and she ends up falling asleep on the couch john is actually quite sweet to her because he ends yes. up accidentally drinking her coke which i thought was uh, which he felt so bad about yeah and then and then he she makes it to class and stuff but then she just can't she knows she can't live with jacosta so she ends up moving into an apartment and finding an she ad and a, moving into she, this she gets a, a a bed bed sit or something like that um yeah i know there's a term for it she rents a room basically she rents a room house. and it's this old room and that's when she starts having the With vision like the first night she's there miss collins yes. who's played by the wonderful diana rig who i fucking adore and I guess um, this was her last role before she passed yeah it was i think yeah because this was her last movie yeah yeah I'm i didn't positive. fucking know she'd passed so that shows you how yeah i did know i did because I love her. So I was like, mm-hmm. no. But anyway, so she ends up taking this room and she loves it because it's very old fashioned. And yeah, and Mrs. Collins it's is, very you know, 60s, gruff, yeah. but she's gruff, but she's fair, you know, type of sure. thing. And, and she seems like has a, a, little, a nice landlady. Like she's like not going to fuck with her, you know, pretty much is just no like bullshit. just obey her rules and I don't care. She's just a no bullshit type of woman. Yeah. And that very first night she spends the night, she has this vision of being back in the 60s. She has a dream, is that kind of how they paint yeah. it? And she, you know, she sees herself as this beautiful blonde young woman whose name is Sandy, which is Anya Taylor Jor. Just right. and she wants to become a singer, and she just literally, she's everything I think Ellie wants to be. She's extremely yes. confident. Well, she has everything. She's that not she shy. It's everything that she thinks the 60s in London was. Yes, but I also think night. there's a part of her that she wants to be a like. She really wants to be Sandy is because she's so confident and so sure of herself and not bitchy about it. She's just like, here I am, you know, type of thing. She knows what she wants and and she's willing to go after it. And she literally just comes into this club and is all like, I want to be the headliner type of thing. Just boom. And I'm like, you go, girl. And um, it's this really cute scene. She meets Matt Smith and they kind of hit it off. There's flirting. They make out all this stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and it's like it literally feels like an old 1960s movie, the way they filmed it, the way it mm-hmm. like flows that whole well, dream sequence really where great job of cinematography here, too, because apparently yes. most of this other than like two scenes was practical. And I'm so not surprised what it what you see is when Ellie steps into the dream, she becomes Sandy, this blonde bombshell. 
And yeah. but every time Sandy walks past a mirror, it's Ellie. And whenever yeah. it's it's Ellie who's not in the mirror, when she looks in the in the mirror, she sees Sandy. So very obviously the implication here is is she's riding along with Sandy as Sandy goes about her night. And one thing I cannot I can't believe that I fucking missed this, but so they talk about in the scenes with the mirrors when she first gets to the Cafe de Paris. And the coat check guy is like, May I take your cloak? And you know, uh uh Ellie's confused and and you know, he takes her. She's like, wearing like, her pajamas. You yeah, know, she's in her pajamas, she, yeah. and he takes like her, like the shirt she put on over her nightshirt off. But yeah, then her little cardigan. To, yeah, but then it cuts to the mirror, and it's Sandy, and she's in this this glorious pink chiffon swing dress, and matching that dress and, is so beautiful oh, too. Yes. Like I really wish I could wear a trapeze dress because Jesus oh god, Christ, me it's too. So good. It's if so I didn't her. look like I was nine months pregnant in a tra- yeah, trapeze dress, same. I would wear one I all wear the time a, because a trapeze, oh, they're so beautiful. Yeah, a trapeze or a swing, anything, and I just look like I've been upholstered. But yeah, so, same. Uh, <laughs> Not it's, alone. It's, it's definitely like this is definitely the Twiggy, silk the Twiggy era. Yes, era basically where which you know, is God essentially what can... Anya Taylor Joy looks like. She's got those big eyes and yeah, she's very huge eyes. Yeah, and oh, and she just so, was gorgeous in this. She really was. But so, so they filmed that whole thing like practically. Where basically it wasn't a mirror; it was a piece of glass. And it was a set of twins playing the ho- the coat check guys, and I didn't fucking realize oh. it. But it was it was Fred and George from fucking Harry Potter. Are you kidding? I, I didn't I even notice that. I didn't either. Oh my god! I gotta watch I was, that again. Right? I was reading the the trivia, and they or, or were explaining how they did it, and they said the coat check man was played by the Phelps twins. I don't remember their last or their, their names off the top of my head. And I was just oh like, my god, Phelps twins aren't those the twins from Harry Potter? And it I had up. no yeah, they're, they're on idea the how. List. Holy shit! I had no right? fucking clue. Right? Oh my god! And like their faces are there and everything, but for whatever fucking reason, they don't look like them in this movie. So. Oh my god! I'm like blown away by that. Oh I am my too. God. Holy shit! That's amazing. Right? Right. That's well, then, so wonderful. Then there was the just so that I don't forget it, but there was also that weird coincidence between the two lead actresses so the actress who plays ellie is named uh thomas and mckenzie and anya taylor joy kind of gained sort of recognition from people from the witch which played and she played thomas yeah which was such a weird especially because when i watched the witch i was like what the fuck kind of name is thomas i've never heard this name before and mm-hmm. apparently it's still in use because here you go we got two there's someone named thomason yeah yep <laughs> yeah i did not notice that is so cool but yeah yeah this scene the first scene is so dreamlike and it just you literally as an audience member kind of get swept away in the whole like moment he did uh edgar wright did such a great job like capturing that spirit of like of the 60s like those 60s rom-coms and stuff Mm -hmm. like that where the guy stands up for the girl yeah it really had this feel for it and it's super romantic and the start of sort of the, the the underside there where there's that one asshole who keeps trying to hit on her. Yes. The guy who sort of but vaguely what? looks like Robert Shaw. And, yes. <laughs> and he but tries then Matt to pick Smith comes and, you right, know. Well, he tries to pick her up before she talks to, to Jack, Matt, Matt Smith's character. She tries to, he tries to pick her up. She sort of politely but Blows coldly him brushes him off. Yeah, which is totally fine. But he won't like, and take I will no say for an answer. Uh, just to like sidetrack a little bit at the beginning of that scene like so it when there's a scene at the beginning when 
uh, Ellie is in the taxi and the guy's like literally coming yes. on to her and it's just yeah, the taxi driver so, who's clearly old enough to be like her grandfather. Yeah. And she pretty much just like gets out of the car. It's like, just yeah. drop me off here. Drop me off here. And she gets out of the shop and she's terrified, obvious, obviously. And then I, what I always think, which I thought was interesting was it was almost the same feel where that guy kind of comes up to her and goes mm-hmm. into this whole like spiel and the <laughs> way that Sandy handles it is like the complete opposite. She's very confident yes. and she's all like, she's I don't not, have fucking time for you. Right. Just like, walks off. Who I'm interested in. And that's off. why I think that there is this, that's when you can see Ellie's just like, that's who I want to be. I want to be this girl. I want to be her. And that's oh, like, yeah, Ellie is completely starts. in love with Sandy. Oh yeah. And more in love with Sandy than anyone else. Yeah. She's amazing. I'm in love with Sandy. Right. Yeah. And, but so, she has this like great dance scene with Jack who is they never come out and say it but the implication that's given to Sandy is that he's the talent scout for yeah. uh, the Cafe Sing, de yeah. Paris and you find out that is not the case and no but he's so charming in this first yes, scene like you just kind of fall in love with him yeah he's still very much in his like because like I, like I texted you and I said there is something that's so goddamn hot about a man in a bespoke suit with a cockney accent and it mm-hmm. is the God's honest truth. And, and you are he not is wrong. just like embodying that. Like he is so suave that. Oh, and yeah. so suave charming. And, and uh, oh, you know, you know, like lighting up the cigarette and they have this like really awesome dance scene. And uh and there's all this like sexy flirting going on. Totally, and like, totally. Yeah. like like super sexy, like like 60s dancing and you know i was watching it too and i was like it's like is this like an actual dance because if it is like where did you go to learn the steps to this shit i know <laughs> i mean like like you know we were born in the era of just move to the beat but like yeah just know, like, like shape your generations, maker, you know? <laughs> right previous generations didn't have that and it's like what did you like how did you learn this shit like i guess exactly it must like somebody watched it on I don't know, uh, you know, whatever the England's, like, American bandstand or whatever the country, you know, your country's equivalent was. Yeah. And then I guess somebody learned it and then taught it to their friends. Like, it was I just guess. One of those, I, like, I guess kind of like, I guess that's kind of what they did in Hairspray, wasn't it? I mean, that's kind of what they did is they watched those shows yeah. in Hairspray and then like, I mean, that's, yeah, there was a lot more intricate dances back then than there, there are really now. Were. Because now it's just like, yeah. Where they're dancing and, and they do this whole like, like like palm to palm thing in the middle of the dance and i'm just like yes i would why would you know to do that i mean obviously this is a movie there's choreography but i just like i'm just like trying to imagine like being that person on the dance floor and like just knowing like if i put my hand up he's gonna know to put his hand up too and and I don't know. yeah i took, took ballroom dancing and it was a lot it was a lot more awkward than this Oh, yeah. I mean, just just in general, my first dance at my wedding was 10 times more awkward. I mean, I got clotheslined. So, I mean, there you go. Oh, shit. We gave Eric, uh, for sure, we gave Eric sorry shit because Eric was such a bad dancer that he would make everybody motion sick because all he knew how to do was, like, he'd put his hand on your waist and then, like, you'd, you know, hold each other's other hands and then you just do this like side to side rock face. Like, there's a beat. It's there for a reason, dude. Yeah. Max actually knows how to ballroom dance. I do not. So it was all me. And uh, this was actually later on. Our first dance was pretty chill, though. He did surprise me by dipping me. And I was like, ah! And, um, I did scream. I did scream. That's um, fair. But we did. Um, we were dancing like another dance. There was a bunch of people on the dance floor. And we were dancing as a couple. And he 
was doing moves that I didn't quite understand. And he spun, he like spun me, but mm-hmm. I, he didn't, his arm didn't get up high enough and I didn't know to duck. Oh, and no. he literally clotheslined me on the dance floor, his bride. I got clotheslined. I fell, <laughs> I stepped back onto my hem flipped backwards and slid across the dance floor on my side (laughs) like like I'm not talking about slipped I'm talking about I made it to the other side of the room like just like Like, I was like a greased pig I just reared like the the beginning of the passadoble and strictly ballroom yeah pretty much I was like and then I like kind of just jumped up took a bow and went back to dancing but I didn't notice until the end of the night I had a skid mark across my way <laughs> all the way down the front and I didn't notice no. it until the end of the day and I was like oh shit because <laughs> like, so, Max a, later a, we were going back to our room way. and he just like looked at me and went what the hell happened I said you clotheslined me that's what happened right yeah so you, that's uh isn't it romantic <laughs> so Again, I know that this movie is choreographed, but I'm just like imagining myself in a situation where it's not, and it's just like I just it would just be flailing, just be a lot of flailing. Oh yeah, me too. I just feel like, but I'll just jump up and down, pretty much. Yeah, I'm just gonna pogo. How about that? I know we're we're. How about that? I know how to do that. I'm gonna do the Roger Rabbit. Right. I'm gonna do the cabbage patch and the MC Hammer. Do the cabbage patch. Blow your fucking mind. Uh, Running man. Yeah. So, uh, anyway, so they have this great dance scene. And as they're leaving, he, he goes to get her a drink. That's what it is. She asks for, I thought she said a Vespa. Like she said a Vesper. Vesper. No, not yeah. a Vespa. And, it, and it's, it's, those are very good. Weird. I like Vespers. Oh, I didn't know they <laughs> they're were delicious. They're based, they're based on a Stephen, or not Stephen King, a uh, James Bond character, apparently. Yes. No, the and... Vespers are good. I drink them quite often. So. Nice, because there's there's a ton of James Bond references, like peppered throughout this, both obvious. And oh yeah, obvious. including Thunderball playing on the big, yeah. you know, on well, the big Diana Riggs the very front. Was, she was in. Uh, she uh, was a Bond girl, wasn't she? Yeah, she was. I I think I don't know if she was specifically a Bond girl, but she was definitely in a Bond movie. And then uh, it was somebody else. I think, I think the actress who played her nan might have been as well. But I'm not 100 percent on that. I might have. I wouldn't be with surprised. This other character that was in it, anyway. So, uh, so he goes to get her her drink, and uh, the creepazoid comes and that, back. That same that same creep comes back and starts like leching on her, but he's like not taking no for an answer, basically. Yeah, it's and kind so of gross. Jack, it's really gross. Like it's it's it really talks a lot about something that does definitely become a theme in this movie, especially as aimed at Sandy is this like entitlement that men have towards a pretty girl. Yeah. Oh like, yeah. That is definitely like the theme of the day for this. It this really film. is. And what and... I like about it is it's subtle. It's not, it's not going to hit you over the head. No, you didn't really think about it until the very end. And you're like, Oh shit. Yeah. That's what yeah. this film is all yeah. about. You know? And so, so it's just this like gross, like he's leering at her basically. And, and so that's where you start to see like the underside of it where it's like, you have all of these people and they're in like their best outfits and stuff but, like everybody's smoking and like he's like sweating profusely even though he's like yes. in this really nice suit and so it's just really gross and she blows him off and he won't take no for an answer and then jack comes back with her her vesper and he basically calls like like as they're leaving he calls her a slut and a whore and jack comes back and like two punches and like, lays the motherfucker out and yeah. so then it's it's back to the like the lighthearted romp because now they're running through the club trying not to get caught by security, 
Yeah, and they end and up the, like making out in a fun music's playing, and, and yeah, right, and they're racing all over the place. And there's like these, like they make it outside, and there's like these really cute, flirty moments with, like you know, he he offers to give her a ride back to where she's living, which is the same place that Ellie's living at. And he says, "Well, it's the least I could do." And she comes back with, "Well, what's the most you can do?" Like so, there's just yes. like these really cute, flirty, flirty innuendo driven. moments. Yeah. yeah. But not gross, but but like in a no cute innuendo, sexy, kind of yeah, way. yeah, yeah, and so very comfortable flirting. Yes, <laughs> yes, both people are comfortable with the level of this flirting. So he takes yes. her back to, to where she's living and asks to see her again, and she agrees. And then Ellie wakes up the next day and thinks it was all this really cool dream that she had, basically. And it it, yeah. it, it ends up like Sandy kind of ends up becoming like her muse where the dress that she starts to design is very heavily influenced by the dress that Sandy yeah. was wearing in her dreams. And that's where she gives the, then, the speech yeah. about the, the, the girl should wear the dress, the dress shouldn't wear the girl. Yeah. On there's like, you know, she goes and she has a second dream and it's Sandy auditioning, you know, has, um, is this before Jack- or after she dyed her hair? Uh, this was before she dyes her hair afterwards. Okay. I think okay. it was what. So what happened was is that you know Ellie goes to sleep again. But I, John actually was like, "Do you have so, do you have plans?" And she kind of goes, "Yeah, I do," because she wants to try to dream about that right. again. She wants to go to sleep and go back into this. this yeah, into this dream, dream world. world. And so she ends up like going back to sleep, and she does go back, and it's still kind of that like like happy world where you know Sandy gets her audition, Jack gets her an audition, but you don't realize it's actually an audition for the. See that sleazy club she ends yes. up working yeah, at the Rialto, and, and it's the Rialto. The club's closed when she auditions, and it's this very yes, again, so she, very sensual. Like she does this acapella version of downtown, of downtown, really sexy, and that's and, actually her singing too. Yeah. So, and and so it's just like really fun, and again, like sort of like like he's challenging her to go after her dreams basically and she steps on stage and she does this like va 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 boom performance and it's like she's meeting his challenge basically yeah and and i think does she wake up after that yeah they end up having sex those two it's implied that they end up having sex for the first time that night but she wakes up before anything really happens and that's when she starts to kind of embody sandy where she goes and gets her did look super cute on her Oh, it and looked adorable on her. And she starts, she finds that coat that looks like Sandy, yes, that really cute, yes. like, um, the, the, you know, that white, uh, almost vinyl raincoat. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Raincoat, like which coat. is so cute. And then and, she gets that job because she has to pay for the coat. Yeah, the <laughs> coat ends up being, what was it, $370? $300 because it's vintage. Yeah. And, uh, and, and so she, yeah, so she ends up getting a job at the Toucan, which is, is an actual bar in Soho. And it's actually really fucking funny because. In the the movie, I, I'm assuming this place actually does have an upstairs and a downstairs. She generally works at the downstairs bar, basically. Yeah. And there's several times in the movie where you see people going up and down these stairs. And apparently Terrence Stamp at some point said the, these these stairs weren't good enough to be in the movies. And so <laughs> there's a plaque now on the wall there that says at these stairs that says these stairs weren't good enough to be in the movies. Terrence Stamp last night in Soho. <laughs> I love Terrence Stamp. And he's so good in this, too. He's oh, really God. good in this, yeah. Yeah. And Terrence, Terrence Stamp, Stamp, which man. I think is the fir- one of the first fucking twists was, you know, Terrence Stamp's character is this, like, creepy guy who just kind of keeps coming over and talking to her after she dyed her well, hair. He figures, well, and, like, he figures out her name, but she doesn't tell him. And 
And and there's I a think scene it's where because he because um, you know she had that drawing and that's how he figures out the name yeah, is I think, I think he saw so her too. drawing but they don't really go he into keeps, it like, but talking about the song Eloise that he's he's like playing at one point when she goes downstairs to serve him and he's just being a creeper a, essentially he's a total creeper and like they they say at one point like oh yeah he's quite the ladies man like back in the sixties and because the the male bartender called refers to him as the octopus. Uh, yeah, so they call him Handy, basically. Handy. Oh, that's a Handy, yeah, because he's like an octopus. Yeah. That's what it was. Because he's like an octopus. Yeah, and so and so, just this whole thing where, especially when she starts to look more like Sandy, because both of these actresses, Anna, Anya Taylor-Joy and uh, uh, Thomas McKenzie, yeah. have a very, like... They're very, very similar. Very geometric faces, like super sharp, slashing cheekbones very defined jaw lines and yeah uh, they're not identical chins. but they they have very similar features for sure even though like they if don't they were look dressed, like like if they were together like in like like, like they could play relatives and they told people they were sisters you believe them basically yeah they look like they could be related they really 100%. do and so as she starts to go more into sort of sandy's looks she bleaches her hair she gets these bangs cut and then she finds the white trench coat and it's when she's wearing the trench coat that uh, uh, the silver-haired gentleman, as he's referred to in the uh, credits, Terrence yep. Stamps' character, it starts being like, "I know, you, like you look so familiar. Who's your mom?" And she says, "My mom's dead." And he, he makes some comment about how they all are, or something like that. Yeah. But it's like the more she looks like Sandy, the more he's like, "I know. I swear, I know you from somewhere." Yeah, and he starts so, like getting really interested in her. Yes, like too interested. But he's in always like, drunk, so you're never quite sure why right. because he's, you know, he is a drunk. So he is like yeah. just and being generally point, ma- being uncomfortable. You know, right? Well, like and like he's like following her at one point, and she's like, "I'm not interested. Leave me alone." And he says, "I'm not trying to pick you up, girl." And that's when they have the conversation where he asks who her mom was, and she almost gets hit yeah. by a car trying to get away from yeah. her. And he just kind of stands there and he sort of points at her and he goes, watch yourself, girl. Yeah. And she like nods at him and sort of waves at the, the driver who is just yelling a true stream of British invectives. And, yeah, sounds uh, about right. <laughs> and so, so like every encounter she has with him, even if with anybody else it would be far more well-meaning, has this very sinister overtone. There's this weird, yeah, there's this weird threatening thing about Terrence yes. Stamp in so, this yeah, man. I love Terrence Stamp too I because too. he's just... He's so good at playing someone like that. Have you seen pictures of him, like actually from the sixties? Yes. Oh my god, he was hot. Like don't get me wrong, like for an eighty-two-year-old, he's still pretty fucking good looking. He's still pretty fucking good looking. I mean, but still, yeah. No, I agree with you. He he was he was hot. I don't think I'd seen him in anything pre-Superman. Me neither. But I mean, but I've seen pictures. Forties by that point in time, but. Like him in his yeah. 20s and 30s. Yeah, because some popped up wow, on his IMDb yeah. page. He was delicious. Was like, well, excuse me while I lick the screen, please. Which for me is doubly funny because the first thing I ever saw him in was Priscilla, Queen of the Desert. Sa- yeah, that and was so the other thing I've I just, seen him in. I don't know why. Superman. But it's just that and, and the tits. Because he's he's going through hormone replacement. Like yeah, he's, he's, he's trans. Uh, trans care. Yeah, he's trans. Yeah. And so he's on, she, I guess I should say, is on hormones. You know, yes. is, is reclaim like, like 
going through the process of yeah her her stories i think my favorite of the that Mine entire too. movie She's very oh, sweet. just and so with sweet no bullshit with the whole one she but i love that are you telling me this like is an abateur <laughs> yes oh, i hate that scene that's so gross it's so disgusting uh, oh it's so gross but he tells the the super gross woman at the to, to put a tampon in her snatch and light it Till it explodes, because oh, yeah. that's the only banger box is gonna get. Yeah. Anyway, so uh, anyway, so I just oh, saw Stamp. He had tits. Anywho, so uh, <laughs> it's sort of funny seeing him as this like lecherous old rover in this. But yeah, true. He's anyway, a chameleon. So <laughs> he, he is indeed. He is indeed. He really is wonderful. And, <laughs> anyway, so and he's sort of like the neighborhood character too. So like. On the, this handful of streets that I don't know how big Soho is, but I would imagine it's just a neighborhood. I would yeah, think it's they kind of know. Yeah, yeah. It's, so it's kind of one of those things where it's like you're going to be seeing the same faces over and over and over and over and over. Mm-hmm. So she goes back to sleep, and I don't think that they're not. She's not seeing them in, in waking hours yet. I think that no, not yet. After, so but she, she, she yeah, go she ahead. does go back to sleep, and she's super excited about you know yes, going back to sleep and the seeing them again out. yes and then that's when it all kind of takes a hard left <laughs> essentially well right um, because the, she's not a headliner she's no a, but then uh, she realizes where you know she's watching the performance she goes and sits down as opposed to, she thinks it's going to be sandy's first like you know performance right. and she starts to look around the audience and notices all of the audience are just just men there are no women yeah. in the audience yeah. and there are, and then that the woman comes out to sing whoever she is but i kind of like marionetta i kind of liked the song she was singing i'm not gonna lie Uh, so so one thing that i learned i didn't realize this but the chick who was performing what was it silla black yeah silla black's a real i didn't know that apparently that's one of her songs yeah that that marionette song Mm -hmm. yeah silla black i do yeah I've, I remember hearing Scylla Black before, so I'm like, I think I heard that song, the marionette song, and the puppet on her string, and then the yeah. song she sang in when she's in the, you know, the Café de Paris. Um, yeah. But she, yeah, so that's the song that they're singing, and turns out that she's a dancer, and you realize it's more or less, like, burlesque, but when burlesque was super sleazy. Right, you know? right, yeah. And before she's it was become like, like, this... Cool revival. Yeah, and so she's become pretty much, she's stuck in this, you know, this theater dancing, and it's super seedy. Like, there's that scene where she's trying to run away, right. and you see all well, of the, the really the, shitty seedy shit going but, on at the club. That, and, yeah, even, even before that, though, like, because there's the scene where she's sitting in the audience, and they're doing this whole thing where they're all supposed to be dolls. And because yes. Marionetta is literally supposed to be like a marionette. And so they're made up to look like dolls, and they're in these, like, very like little girl sexualized costumes oh yeah and, it's creepy as fuck and there's a, <laughs> there's a whole like dance that they do with chairs basically and at yeah. one point in time as she's watching sandy like so so they're they're carrying these these chairs down it's they mentioned in the trivia that it's very reminiscent of uh oh jesus what what is cabaret that, that cabaret, cabaret thank you yeah uh, i so saw it too the mighty hair it's like yeah like like taking the the chair with them as part of the dance and she does this thing where she bends over the chair and it's like her ass and her cooch are just right in, in uh, uh, Ellie's, Ellie's face. face. And I mean, yeah. And like, she's, she's 
clothed like she has like a bodysuit. yeah but it's, it's, it's clearly like a, but it's yeah, very it's a, very sexualized very, very like sexualized, male gaze yeah. intended and so she's horrified and and like like there's a scene where it's like she like closes her eyes and like looks away and it's you get the impression that it's half because she is a naive girl from the country. I mean, let's tell the truth and shame the devil here. But yeah, it's yeah. also because she cares about Sandy. And I feel like when by doing this, she's trying to preserve Sandy's dignity, basically. Oh, I totally think like, that. Everybody totally got that. Right. Everybody's Everyone else is her. whistling everything. And right. she's and like, her, won't look. Like, all she is is a piece of ass. And she's the only one who has the sense to be concerned about the person being treated like yeah. a piece of ass basically. and the thing about that and is s- that you you see that as a just a theme throughout the entire movie from this point yeah. on that oh, the sure. only one for who seems sure. to give any shit about sandy is the one person who doesn't really exist in that plane and yes. it's just and, and you can't really reach her and yeah. so so then they cut to uh sandy going to sit with jack and he's introducing her to this dude and that's when you realize that jack is a pimp Yes. He's pimping her out, basically. Because yeah. this 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 gross older dude starts to hit on her. And she's like, I'm here with Jack. And the guy goes, oh, Jack doesn't mind sharing, does he? And then Jack just looks at her and goes, not at all. And yeah. so... And that's when you realize, run, oh, and That's shit. when you have the yeah. run through the, through the whole thing. And, and so Ellie's running through the club. Because now, suddenly, she's seeing behind the scenes. Like, she's seeing somebody shooting up. She's seeing a girl still in her makeup. Uh, yeah, she's seeing one girl guy. giving this dude a go- blowjob. She sees, like, right. the one girl sees- who can't wake up because she OD'd. She you know, OD'd, the- right. And and uh, she's trying to find her way out, basically. And the, the, the costume lady, like, sees her and just points at the exit door. Mm-hmm. And so she makes it out. And then I think, what, the next scene is when she's in her bedroom? Yeah. She went, yeah. So she makes it. She makes it to her bedroom, but she's still in the vision, and Sandy is quote unquote asleep. And you see that there's like thirty pounds that's been put on her bedside, and then you see the yes. gross old guy that was hitting on her come out of the bathroom, basically. And he's and you a, realize, and that whole thing. I know you're not asleep. Yeah, is when he kind of yells at her. Really yeah, and he grabs yeah. her, and she wakes up with her alarm, but she's still in the dream. And he says, "What was it? You you know you're not really awake." And then grabs that's Ellie, and then she wakes up again. Yeah, and that's when it starts going to hell. This poor yes, girl. This, this is, is when, when she starts to shit. Really starts to like like now she starts seeing shit while she's awake, basically. Yes, and... because the ghosts are starting to follow her because I think they're realizing yes. that oh they can she can see us she right. knows what's going on. But at the We're same time, it's also it's also painted as of course like we know as the audience that she's not crazy. Presumably, like I never yeah. felt like they were trying to do a no. I don't think they were. Um, no, they. Ne- and, I don't think they ever tried to imply I, that at all. I don't think in they this. Did either. But of course, no, not at all. Else, everybody else thinks she's nuts. Well, and yeah, so, everyone in the film thinks she's losing her mind. Yeah, right. She tries to rip up the dress that she was designing, but fortunately, her her teacher stops her. Her teacher seemed like a genuinely cool person. Yeah, her teacher actually seemed like she gave a shit and yeah. actually and wanted she, and her. She's to telling succeed. her, yeah, basically, like you're on to something here. Like, get some rest don't give up yeah yeah don't give up like i think you've got something here and so and john through the whole thing is so he's this very sweet background character initially who is sort of he's sort of the only other one that actually sees ellie besides the teacher yeah and And so john is probably the nicest human being that ever walked the face of the earth and what i thought was really interesting was the this the moment you met john you know going backwards is like right after that 
really upsetting taxi ride for Ellie. Yes. And she ends up walking she and she's trying creep to... hitting on her. Uh, yeah, because he's standing there just kind of on his phone and she's p- trying to get her suitcase up the stairs no, and he kind of says, or eating an apple, but he just yeah. looks at her and goes, do you, do you need some help? And are she just kind of looks at her and goes, yeah, are you having some trouble? And that, she just goes, I'm fine. And uh-huh. like, and he just kind of shrugs and goes back, but then like he right. pops up again and he's a little more like, but you still are not quite sure. Cause the way they, I really loved how they kind of unwound him to be this wonderful cinnamon roll of a character yeah. because he starts out and you don't know, is he going to be an asshole like everyone else? Cause everyone right. else was an asshole. And predator. then you realize that he's probably not that bad of a guy when he runs into her at that party she's trying to sleep at. You know, mm-hmm. she just wants to get some sleep before class. And he's drinking her Coke that she put in the fridge. Yes. Well, and he and defended he, her, too, yeah. because there was that one yeah. asshole who came and sat down next to her and pulled yeah. the headphones off without her permission and goes, what are you listening to? And she goes, well, nothing now. Yeah. And the guy's like, excuse me, what is this granny shit that you're listening to? And then yeah. John comes up and goes, oh, you're one to talk. Didn't you put on that such something something techno shit at the club? Yeah. Earlier? And the guy And so he defends off. her. Yeah. And then, but there's, it's really kind of a fun way to like, I I think about this movie a lot because this is my second watching of it. Mm-hmm. And if you look at the, the, the dichotomy between how they presented Jack and how they presented John is yes. really interesting because yeah. John starts off as this like He's knight so in shining sweet. armor. Yeah. And then John kind of starts out awkward and a little like, you're not quite sure. And he turns out to be this wonderful human right. being. The only and I really genuinely in her corner. And I love the way they did that. Cause it's just, they literally that whole moment where one crosses over into like horrible territory and the other one crosses over into good territory yeah. right around the same time in the film. And I really love how they did that because it's like, you like while Sandy's going through all the shit, Ellie has someone in her corner. And it's yeah. like there's a really cool parallel going on there that I yeah. was like, that's fucking clever and really smart. Yeah. So anyway, sorry. No, I, just, and I, I, I agree, really love honestly. this movie. Like just the little subtle things in this film are just mm-hmm. genius. And anyway, so by this point in time, like you realize that uh Sandy is is essentially she's a prostitute. She's or a yeah. sex worker. She's she's being trafficked basically by jack and so yeah. every fucking night there i do love the scenes where she was dancing though where it's like you can tell oh, but, like dancing her, is like yeah. the only thing that that she's enjoying basically and so she goes out and she dances because she has to you know show off the wares basically yeah and i will say tell every that, like, outfit is... she wears in that that like montage is fucking amazing too oh, hell yeah yeah hell yeah every single and costume so... in that basically you you see like just a series of different dudes picking her up essentially and, it's and all every the same single one of them where they pop up that's a lovely name yeah what's your name and she just starts giving them just like random fucking names and well no actually oh, they're all variations on her real name they really are variations on her real name because they say what's your name sandy and her real name was alex uh alexis alexandra. or something like that alexandra, alexandra. so sandra it, I, it's Sandra, Alexi, Alex, Andy. It's all variations on her yeah, on her right. full name in that whole thing. I didn't catch that the first time, right. and I caught it this time. So she's just and, giving them variations, but not the names that she goes by. No, she and goes so, by Sandy. You know, yeah, it would be like me, you know, telling people that my name was Stacia when my name is Stacy, basically. Yeah, exactly. And so, uh, but there's this one dude who, dear God, was that actor fine? Ah, uh, thank you. Thank you. Right? I thought that was the Christ. only one. I thought that guy was hot. No. I was just like, 
oh my god dude that dude, that dude <laughs> picked me up i'd just be like yes please daddy take i i literally would look at him and say take me home take me home right? copper like, take me home take me Put away from this it. place <laughs> so he starts talking to her and he asks her what her name is but he goes off script where she says i don't remember what she said i think she says i think that's when she says andy isn't it well yeah and he goes andy, and he goes no your real name no your real name and and she kind of looks at him and she goes what is it she, she says essentially like you're a cop aren't you yeah and he says you know regardless of what it is what you know whether i am or not what's your real name and she tells him alexandra like i think he's the only person that she says this to yeah and so he basically starts trying to talk to her and essentially tell her like he's trying to redeem her basically she's trying trying to tell her yeah get out is what he's trying to do yeah he's, he's he's basically trying to tell her like get out of this lifestyle before it eats you alive and she's essentially like he says you're too good for this and she says i don't think that i am because like the self-loathing that comes along with you know abuse like this is really starting to rear its head for her and and so he says basically challenges her to look at herself in the mirror because everything is mirrored in this club and she says what if i or what if i can't and he goes well then i guess it may be too late for you and Mm -hmm. that's when uh uh ellie's on the other side of the glass watching this whole thing and she starts to bang on the glass and yelling for sandy to look at her and she breaks through the glass and ends up hugging sandy and then she wakes up yes and that's yeah and then shit gets even more real because that's when the ghosts actually start coming at her like the ghosts of these men basically and it's like it's like they're all in their undergarments. You can't see they're all their faceless. faces. It's what I love is like, like if you like look closely and things like that. What I love is if you look closely at those uh, men, it's actually yeah, it's empty eye sockets and stuff. But if you look, it's a morph of all the men that she has been hit oh, yeah. on by. Yeah, and absolutely. you see that th- when they like turn their heads, you see them. You can kind of yeah. recognize some features here and there. And yeah. I'm like, you see Ooh, the, that's the, the faces like, lay I, over yeah. the top of each other. Yeah, I thought that was really cool. Like, I was like, that's pretty fucking clever, I got to admit. And at first, she's just seeing one figure that's representing all of them. But then she starts seeing all of them independently. And they're in her room. And then she has the the vision of Jack murdering Sandy. Knife her to death. Yes. And so this is where, like, people are really starting to get concerned uh, with her because it's yeah, because like she's, she's not sleeping. Spiral. She's like, like, just not herself, you know. Well, and at one point uh, in time, she's she's uh, she has a classmate who's styling the pink dress, and she's in the middle of class. It's in the middle of the day, and she oh no wait we skipped the whole bit with that was the Halloween party. Yeah, the Halloween party is when she she sees sees uh, Jack get set. Yeah, which we talked about already. But, you know, John asks her to the Halloween party because she can tell that she is like, she is like strung out. She is not doing anything she can to not go home, basically. And John invites her to the Halloween party just to say, hey, I'll just take you out. And she that's when she's just she's in the clothes she was in the night before. And it's all black. And John and is just like, look, I'm just wearing this and putting some makeup on. You can do the same. And right. that's it. And so and at first, and she actually seems like they're having, really having a really good, good time. time. Yeah. yeah. And then she starts having visions again because she starts right. to see the ghosts. And well, and she she runs. Yeah, she sees the ghosts. She runs out of the uh, the club, and John follows her. And it's actually a really cute scene because he, you know, says, "Do you, you know, do you want me to take you home?" 
and she says you know not allowed to have men in my room past eight and he goes oh yeah i understand and she goes so you'll have to be really quiet when we sneak in which i yeah that was, was so funny i was like dying and he just smiles like oh boy yes. like it was so cute yes. and, that and they have kind of a moment was, yeah he was in uh, attack the block which i thought he was my, in attack yeah. the block yeah. and i uh, thought that he was one of those kids he looked yes. so familiar yeah and so uh he just has like like the, the the guy is like half teeth because he's it was so they, they sneak into her uh, her flat and you know and making out but as they're making out she starts to see jack first he's beating sandy and then yeah. he's stabbing her to death and so she has yes. this complete fucking freak out and she's which, screaming um, up at the which is understandable but, you know sure I said, yeah which is understandable. Of course, John's yeah scared shitless and and he she's yelling up at the the ceiling because I don't think there's actually glass in the present. No, there isn't. But there she was just glass. Sees, yeah. When Sandy lived there. Yeah. So she sees so the reflection, yeah, even though it's she's not yelling there up at the glass to leave her alone, leave her alone. And like by this point in time, John is completely rolled off of her, and he's like, "I'm not touching her. I'm not touching her." And yeah, Miss Collins, of course, wakes up because she's screaming and freaking out. She ends up breaking the mirror in the vanity, and. Mrs. Collins like gets the door open and she chases John, John out, out of the house yeah. basically. Yeah. And so, you know, Ellie is super apologetic. She's like, I'm sorry, I'll pay for the vanity. And she's like, We'll talk, we'll talk about this in the morning. So the next morning, she goes down and, and kind of has her, her reckoning with her her landlady. And and her landlady's basically like, you know, you're really lucky because if that had been me, I would have killed him basically like she's essentially mm-hmm. saying john came real close to death last night yeah and so uh so they talk about it for a few minutes and you know ellie apologizes and again offers to pay for the the vanity and she's like it's fine like don't don't worry about it and they yeah. basically sort of chalk it up to a lesson learned kind of situation even yeah. though none of this was john's fault and ellie's not blaming john in any way shape or form yeah because it wasn't his fault i yeah. honestly was expecting john to just disappear from the picture after this movie i, I, I mean after I that moment i actually but i would have been disappointed if he had uh, me too and but i was expecting because at this point i was so disappointed in jack yes oh john's disappearing like john's gonna, gonna jump ship but but he did not he did not he stuck it out because he is a true trooper yes he is there is a really an MVP. funny bit with him that i really like when they're first talking about like where they're from mm-hmm. and and you know he asks where she's from and she's from cornwall and she asks where he's from and you can tell it's like a leading like well you're black so you must not be from here and because he's talking about how north london is like a big change she's well where are you from and he goes south london <laughs> which I thought was great. <laughs> it yes. reminds me of that scene in Ghostbusters 2. <laughs> yeah. Where the hell are you from? The Upper West Side. Anyway, so uh Yes. So he's like they're in class the next day and he's working on his shit and like they're kind of looking at each other, but Ellie keeps looking away because I'm sure she's she's traumatized and she's probably fucking embarrassed too. Like and I think she's exhausted out, too. Yes. Yeah. If you had a freak out on the dude that you were trying to bone the night before, and then you had to see him the next day in class, like, yes. Oh that's God, not going to be, be an so enjoyable experience for anybody. And so yes. she's fitting the dress to the model. And then and... of course, Jocasta opens her fucking mouth. Like she always does. Right. And yeah, like makes a comment terrible. about, yeah, something happened last night. And, but so she's fitting the dress on the model and she looks up and it's not the model anymore it's sandy standing it's in front sandy. of her in the pink dress and covered, she's covered in, in blood. blood 
like yes. from her lips down all through her torso and she just screams so, yeah and she runs and she ends up hiding out in the library and john ends up finding her and there's a really sweet scene like one thing that i really like about this is i like that they didn't try and turn john into the mystical darky no they which didn't. is like that's like a real like problem with like, oh yeah you know, oh yeah black characters oh, yeah. in film and so I just love. He could have easily whole... the character could have easily be played by any any race, which I yes, really liked about him. And but there was the only like because because honestly, like it gets to a point where you're like, you know, how many times is this dude going to be you know believe this ostensibly crazy person? But John is mm-hmm. really the only person who believes her. And there's just a great bit where they're talking, and she goes, "You're probably going to think I'm crazy," and he goes, "My auntie believes in all kinds of like weird, spooky shit, like." let me hear it mm-hmm. like, nothing you say is gonna freak yeah me out. it's, it's and, not gonna freak really, me out because i grew up with it yeah yeah and like but again it doesn't turn into the like we must go see the auntie who's somehow from jamaica and has a mystery yes. accent and you know and there's a battle <laughs> with some bones on it you know like they don't yeah they don't no go into any never of that. no they don't and again they just... it's, it's that same kind of thing because it's like my nephews and nieces and great nephews and great nieces are absolutely going to have a conversation like that with somebody in the future where somebody's going to yeah. be talking about something and they're going to be like my aunt stacy believes in all kinds of weird shit my spooky nothing aunt stacy yeah. yeah nothing you say is gonna is gonna weird me out my goddaughter <laughs> refers to me as her scary godmother i mean you kind of <laughs> are so i mean, I mean you're legit correct, legit legit but so uh <laughs> but so i just thought that that was a nice touch that it was just a, yeah he's just a character his race doesn't play any part in it no it's just it was, him saying no my my aunt believes in scary shit and right I, which i mean there's, there's, shit. there's so yeah there's somebody like that in any fucking like conversation you have a conversation with somebody about astrology i don't believe in astrology but my grandmother does you know like I just thought it was nice. You know what I mean? No, I I totally agree with you on that. I didn't expect Edgar Rice to go, or Edgar Wright rather, to go, Edgar Rice Burroughs. I didn't expect Edgar Wright to go. He might go in that direction, but. (laughs) Sure, but he's also been dead for 150 years. True. (laughs) But so, uh, I didn't expect it of him, but it was still nice to, because sometimes to not see it. And I do the like automatic cringe, you know, like the half cringe, like, you're going to say something stupid? no yes okay good yeah and so she's trying (laughs) to she tries to go to the police about sandy's murder the police of course think she's nuts except for that one counselor that one remember she was the female police officer right was worried but she was trying she was worried so there was some concern because that becomes a catalyst later on for the other twist yes so and and so like you know she's basically telling her like i believe essentially that you believe that this happened i'm gonna look into this for you and you know and, and and rightly so like she's saying you know like essentially like london's a lot and if especially if you don't have a support system in place yeah. And so she's trying to help her essentially establish the support system, which mm-hmm. I thought was pretty cool. And yes. especially after she overhears the male cop being a complete fucking prick and making fun of her. Yeah. And so anyway, so she goes back to the library. She's trying to look up like girls who were murdered because she doesn't have any last names or anything. And I mean, you go to London and you no, say it's someone just, she's named Sandy. Sandy was murdered by somebody named Jack in the 60s in London. Okay. Yeah, that could be anyone. Well, thank you. Million. Yeah. So she ends up hitting the microfiche and she's scrolling through and just trying to find, and there's actually, I actually, so I'm going to talk about the twist just briefly. No, go for it. I mean, we're going to bring up the twist. Like I said, we're going to spoil the fuck out of this movie. So I'm just going to say like, go for it once. So so she's scrolling through and it's like, you know, shop girl stabbed to death, blah, blah, blah. Like police woman missing. 
a teacher missing after night in Soho and they showed a picture of one of the missing people and I it was one of the guys and I realized that because I, I never was thinking caught that yeah there it was like the one it was the tall gaunt looking dude oh and, yeah and there's but there was a scene so you see him and I my thinking because I was not yet aware of the twist was that Jack killed him like, oh actually you know, that would, that's of, a good thinking right and and so so i knew something was up with with all of the stories that she see i never caught that guy a picture of that guy so i never even thought about that but now if mm-hmm. i saw that when i first watched it i would have thought the same thing too i'd have been yeah. all like jack's murdering a bunch of people and using her For sure bait. right yeah i would have like, thought that you know maybe it's like the guy threatened to go to the cops or he tried to blackmail jack or jack has some weird thing where he pours women he out, gets off he gets on yeah and possessive and who and, knows? Uh, well, then it's the it's possibilities kind of are endless. Right? <laughs> it's funny too because I'm I'm listening to the morbid series right now on Jack the Ripper. Oh, it's so good! It's so there's good. There's the I think it's the second episode when they're talking about there was the the woman who she was married and they had a bunch of kids, but she just she was an alcoholic because her parents were alcoholics and her husband yeah to throw her out. Yeah, yeah. She ends up taking up with this guy called the pensioner, and. And this asshole would like occasionally pay for her to have a DOS bed, but told the guy who owned the the lodging house that if she showed up with another man to throw her out. And so it was just kind of like that whole like seedy men trying to take advantage of women, like kind of vibe is just sort of like permeating everything in my life right now. Yeah, so yeah, I can really, see that. <laughs> for me, it wouldn't have been much of a stretch if it was a case of, you know, Jack's making these girls sleep with men, but then he punishes them for sleeping with him or some shit like that, basically. Yeah, that wouldn't surprise me with the way, but um, definitely not the twist we got. And I kind of love no, the twist. No, I thought that was even yeah, better sure. than that. But... Oh, how, absolutely. 100%. But I honestly would have, I would have thought that too if I saw a picture of that guy, but I didn't, I totally missed that picture. So while she's doing this, this is, she and John have a bit of a heart to heart. And that's where John has the like, continent tells her like my auntie believes some like really weird shit. And he's going to help her go through the microfiche, basically trying to find Sandy's name. Mm-hmm. And he goes to get something. I think he's going for like the next box or something like that. Yeah, that was and, so funny when he when she hands him. She goes, well, you can go through this. This is all the mur- murders from 1966 in June. And it's a whole box. He's like, the whole yes. box? She's all like, this is London. It's like, right. it London is up. a bad place. Yeah, that <laughs> corrects me so, up. Uh, so he goes to get something and she's scrolling through the microfiche and she doesn't realize it but the figures of all of the men that i'm just gonna say sexually assaulted go ahead uh sexually sexually assaults uh sandy start to appear behind her and one of them like they're coming out of the stacks basically yes one of them so eerie ends up grabbing her shoulder and she thinks it's john and she kind of yeah, laughs so she, she goes, well, that was quick. And she turns around and it's this faceless figure screaming in her face, basically. Yes. So understandably, she freaks the fuck out. There's a whole chase through the library that's eerie as hell. And it's doubly creepy because there would be like some places she would look down the aisles and it would just be a student looking at her like, what the fuck? And then others yeah. she down in the aisle would be black. And they're, you know, one of the, the one of the, these ghosts yeah. are creepy. Like I said, the, the visuals in this movie are just stunning. Like I'm just yeah. so, bl- I mean- Edgar Wright's a great director and he has some great visuals, but this is like art. Like this is yeah. very oh, sure. beautiful. Even for I mean, sure. It's stunning. Every frame in this film is so pretty. And so she's freaking out. And the thing that's really scary, because I as you see, she starts carrying her cutting scissors around. 
Yes, I did know. She had the night she sees the vision of Jack murdering Sandy. She starts sleeping with her cutting scissors in her hand. Like she she ends up sitting in her bathtub all night after the whole debacle with John getting run out, like gripping her scissors. And she's taking them with her to class, which that could be like a totally normal thing in a fashion program for all I fucking know. Uh, it's, but, uh, I mean, at least with costuming, no, it is not. <laughs> okay. So, but so she you usually have a place to store those. <laughs> these fucking monster shears as she's panicking and the ghosts start to close in around her. And I'm not going to lie. I was terrified she was going to stab John. That was really what I, I was thought she was, was too. Yes. I totally so, was terrified that was going to happen. Finally, she's had enough of it. And like, she's seeing Sandy all covered in blood as she's seeing this. And she finally has had it and she goes to attack one of the ghosts with the scissors and she goes to stab him right in the fucking face and all of a sudden the library blinks back into reality and the scissors are like an inch from Jocasta's face and John mm-hmm. is holding, holding her, her wrist. wrist. Yes. And he does this very like very slowly like reaches up and takes the shears away from her and mm-hmm. and it's this whole thing and of course Jocasta starts yelling for security which in Jocasta's defense. This is the uh, only in time her defense, she her. may be a cunt, but yes. you know what? I do the same, to be perfectly right. frank. If she did almost try to stab me in, in the face with fucking, you know, 1960s gingers. I would freak the fuck out, too. I mean, yeah. I mean, I, I'll give her that. I will give her yes. that. <laughs> and so, and it would be one of those things, too, where it's not even a case of me being able to go, well, no harm, no foul. Because, you know, to me, I'm going to think mental illness. This person should not be left unattended. Exactly. So John <laughs> races after Jacosta to try and stop her from reporting Ellie to the to security and tells Ellie, wait right here, but Ellie dips. And she ends uh-huh. up Yes. She what is it? She runs into the she ends up running into another vision. That's the one where she's chasing Sandy through she's the chasing streets, Sandy right? through the streets essentially and Sandy's just taken off and she's trying to catch up but then uh, behind her is all the men and Jack yeah. going after her yeah and just you know you can't run away from me as Jack just right. keeps yelling at yeah. her um and so that's you said kind you of what's anything. going on there yeah and, and so, um, so it's this really she, stylized chase scene essentially is that when she grabs Sandy and Sandy turns around and says you can't help me yeah, I think that's when is that, that happens. Because she ends up going okay. back to the pub by then. Because well, she makes well, it back she, to the what happens can, is but... she ends up. I think Sandy. That's when Sandy pushes her because she falls backward and she lands in the puddle. Yeah, and that's when she. Because yeah, yeah, that's to, Sandy kind of pushes her away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she comes to and she's laying in this empty alleyway, which, by the way, was in the movie Peeping Tom. Oh my God, you are so yeah, good at this. You're good at this game. I, <laughs> I I read the trivia and I absorbed the trivia and I became I did not read any of I the may trivia, have so I'm very been impressed. penetrated by the trivia. Um, I love hey, this show. You I know don't what? know why, but I always have. But so good for you, uh, for me. But so <laughs> I'm yeah, glad because I don't catch first, any of this. I'm just like the first kill in. Was it the first kill? I know it, there's, it's in the alley. Yeah, the I think so. Of, God, yeah. I hadn't seen that movie in years, but yeah, yeah I think good, it was the first kill. Like to own, but so oh, movie's uh, so good. That was so, one of our first movies we discussed. Actually, it was yeah, and it was really yeah, it's like good. oh, so good. Anyway, but so uh, so she comes to in the alley and she ends up like staggering to the pub because by this point in time, so she's seeing this whole thing where she's become pretty convinced that Terrence Stamp is Jack, basically. Yes. And, and to so be she, honest, I can understand that because I was pretty I totally fucking thought he convinced. was Jack, too. Yeah, I, I was 100%. pretty fucking convinced that, t- that he was Jack. Yeah, totally. And so uh, so she goes into the pub and, like, everybody's like, where the hell have you been? You're an hour late. 
she goes downstairs because they tell her she's got a customer down there and of course it's terrence stamps character and he's put Tansy. the song eloise yeah. on and uh which and like, was stuck like in my head for four days after this right. movie <laughs> i can see why that's the thing man with yeah. this music from this time all is of it, it just, is such earworms I'm going to have downtown stuck in my head for the next 20 years. Yes. I'm like every song for me. It's that. Um, oh God. I, all of it. All the music gets stuck in my head for this yeah. one. There's another one uh, too, but I can't think of what it is off the top of my head. Yeah. Uh, but so anyway, so she, she goes downstairs and like, he's like, obviously like he's our, our yeah, he like is tipsy and he's like sort of mumbling along with a song. He's pretending to be on the bar and she serves him and then basically like comes right out and is fucking like i know what you did to sandy and he you know is like you know i tried to look sandy up when i came back but some people don't want to be found and she's like i saw you i saw what you did to her you killed her and he goes i didn't kill sandy alex killed sandy and and so they start to get like more and more combative and she's like i'm gonna prove what you fucking did and like she's like trying to record him on her phone so she can mm-hmm. ostensibly turn it over to the police and she ends up chasing him out of the pub essentially like he gets super pissed off he's like fuck you I yeah to listen to this shit gets up and storms out and as soon as he storms out he gets hit by a fucking car i know he gets hit by a fucking taxi yes <laughs> and this is where twist number one shows up where yes the, like, oh the, the this bar, twist through me owner and the the you know the other bartender run out and they're like oh my god lindsay's been hit and she's like lindsay what do you mean lindsay and that's when the whole thing the bartender out. yeah the bartender pretty much just says uh call the ambulance tell him tell him he's former police that'll get them there faster yes, yes. Is what she's he like, says. what do you mean former police and that's when you realize he's not jack he was the fucking vice cop that demanded to know what her real name was. Yes. So, and so now I the thing like, is, oh my God. Like I just yes. was so blown Same. away by that moment. Well, and then <laughs> the funny part was, was then my immediate thought was, I bet it was the cat, the, the cab driver. I bet that's Jack. Because, <laughs> <laughs> you know, Jack's still presumably out there somewhere. Yeah, because honestly, we we don't know what happened to Jack at this point. You know, so we think he's still alive and still around. So yeah and it so it would make sense so she is like now she's just like i don't know what the fuck is going on i'm seeing these the the figures of these men everywhere i was to... expecting to see matt smith in old age makeup at this point i was so. too honestly i was too because <laughs> i was kind of like you know terrence stamp's not a terrible sub-in for matt's old Matt Smith. no actually um, no he's a very yeah he's, there's but he looks him. more like the vice cop actually once i like yes, saw them i'm like yeah, ooh. And especially if you look at pictures of him from the 60s and then compare him to the Vice Cop, it's a little eerie, honestly. Yeah, it really is. And so uh, she ends up like sobbing on the phone to her grandmother and talking about. Your grandmother's just telling her to come the fuck home. Well, right, which is smart. I mean, and because the whole thing is, is it's like Ellie wants this, but Ellie feels like she has to do this for her mom because her. She feels like she's letting everyone down. Yeah. Mm-hmm. well and that's that's really sweet too because every time she brings it up her grand says you never could which is yeah. just like it's just like her grand is support. the sweetest thing she ever really i just her grand is really just is. too 
too precious for this world, to be perfectly yeah, honest. He's just so pretty supportive much. and so sweet and wants to be supportive, but is so worried for her. And that's when she finally said, you need to come home and you need to regroup. Just come home. It's okay. Right. You're not letting like, anyone down. Yeah, there's and nothing wrong with needing to come home. I, sometimes. at one point in grad school, had that exact fucking same conversation on the phone with my mom and dad at one point I where I was it, yeah. so done that I was, I called them in the middle of the night saying, I want to come home. I can't do this. I cannot fucking right. do this. I am so upset. I am so distraught. I haven't slept in weeks. I mean, so that moment right, when I'm she's on the phone crying to her gram, I just, it really like gutted me. Cause I'm like, right. I remember having that exact same conversation oh, yeah. and it was if rough had as fuck. supportive parents. I would have had the same thing when I dropped out of grad yeah. school. So. And I, I mean, I stuck it out. I finished, but I was very close to dropping out. I was right. like this I close and the only thing that I told my dad, I remember having that conversation and my dad just saying, you know what, if you want to come home, go ahead right now, get some sleep because we can't, you can't come home right now. Anyway, it is four in the morning. We can't get you home. So he said, just get some sleep. Call us in the morning. If you still want to come home, you know what, we'll, we'll, we'll take you home. And the, by the morning I calmed down <laughs> you got sleep, which is what you fucking needed. Cause that's what it was. I hadn't slept in like three weeks right. pretty much. Cause I was in the middle shit, of a show. Man. And then It'll you fuck you up. sleep. Oh God, yeah. Like I. Oh yeah. Just the crying jags that I would have when I pulled one one quarter, because I was teeing for the worst goddamn adjunct in history. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. You had a lot I, rougher than I did too, because you had that just, piece of shit. Yes. But and oh so man, I ended I, up, so. Oof. Yeah. So basically, he didn't give a shit if I got my shit done as long as his shit got done, and I ended up pulling three all nighters in a row trying to get That's my so rough. shit done i've been yes. there yep and so it was one of those things where it's like i was napping like two hours here three hours yeah but i've been I there I hear you. fucking night in fact i ended up having to call a friend on the the last night and ask them to come over and sit with me so that i wouldn't fall asleep while i was trying to type this 40 page paper mm-hmm. and so uh god i feel you i so feel yeah. you right and, now <laughs> and man even even with like the catnaps and stuff like i was so depressed yeah and it was like you get depressed and anxious good and... again yeah now i yep. live in this pit happiness is an illusion and, yep. and even when like the last time you know when i came and visited you guys last december and i got stuck at SeaTac overnight so mm-hmm. i was awake for something like 36 hours something like that and even oh now, yeah i remember that. i got on the bus i was like a teary mess by the time i got on the bus just being able to like sit and know that i can yep. go home basically so it's mm-hmm. like lack of sleep, like that's nothing. Lack of sleep at. will fuck you up. It really will. Oh, and yes. I always, I always sit, you know, when people get like, when I, I know that people are up all night and doing that, I was like, you need to just go to sleep. Yeah. yeah. And well, then we will regroup. That's always my first right. thing I always say when I know they haven't been sleeping. Cause that's where yeah. I was. I hadn't well, slept for weeks. I was in finals. Plus I was doing a show. Plus I was doing, I was pulling like 12, 13 hour days. And then I would go home all night and work on stuff or I'd work on a show all night (laughs) Mm -hmm. and I had no sleep and I had, you know, an anxiety disorder on top of it all. Um, And I was at the end of my rope and something, I don't even remember what it was, but something finally just snapped. Something happened that I just tipped the scales and I remember calling, it was like midnight and I called home and Mm -hmm. said, I can't do this. And, um, and I said, I have, I mean, and I felt like a failure. And so I felt like Ellie did in that moment where it's like, I felt like I left, I let the world down because, 
you know, I'm like, I had one job while I was here and that was to go to grad school and get my degree. And I can't even fucking do that. And I'm so tired. And I, and I have no support system here. I had no friends. I did mm-hmm. not know Max. This was way before I met him. Oh, yeah. I was just, I you know, it was, was right around when you and I met. Yeah. I mean, well, we knew each other before then, but we, that's when you started to visit. Cause, oh. um, yeah, that's right. That's that right. Was, yeah. I forgot yeah. you were still in grad school when I started visiting. Yeah. I was still in school when we, when you started, that's when we yeah. actually started hanging out in person. Cause I knew you yeah, online way right. before then. Yeah. And yeah. then right around grad school is when you started coming over in the summers and mm-hmm. thank God for fucking you, because I probably could not survive <laughs> without your ass showing up in, in the summertime, because I was at the, I was just like, fuck everyone. And then Stacy right. came by and I was all like, you know what? I'm good. I'm good. You know what? This drunk bitch <laughs> You right make here things better. Gonna, this dumb bitch makes a, everything great. She's doing a lap dance on a bus stop. That's God essentially what you did. Yeah. Yeah. I, I you're I one of the reasons I survived that entire I still, semester. <laughs> I still take pride in the fact that I scared the shit out of the creator of the Gargoyles cartoon. Oh, yeah. We Baja oh, yeah. And you agree when you scared Greg everybody Weisman, a lap started, dance, whether they you gave everyone a lap dance. That was a fun margarita night. <laughs> oh, I was so drunk. I was so drunk. Oh, it was beautiful. And that was when I know. Tanya, Tanya was that when Tanya was visiting? That was when I that was when Tanya came to visit. We were in yeah, because that was yeah, the last year in the house. So yeah. Neither of you were drunk like I was. And Tanya is literally half my fucking size. I know, so but I was we also like, are lightweight the tiny like you. One not drunk? Yeah, it's true. I am a fucking lightweight. You remember? Uh, I smooth the cap. Wee! Much, yeah, like, and then Greg Weissman. Meanwhile, got that, I'm a lush. Yeah, he got that, got that deer cotton headlights cream. look. Well, he got that ice cream dessert. The banana blow or something like that. Yes, it looked I, like a dick. <laughs> yeah, deliberately, because Baja Betty's is in the gay Because it's a yeah, because it's, it's in the neighborhood. It's a gay bar. And uh and I he was like in, encouraging everybody to eat it because it was like 17 scoops. It was of ice huge. Cream or yeah, it was gigantic. And I leaned over and like scooped off like half of one of the nuts and jammed it in my mouth and then started cackling and said that I, I ate Greg Weisman's balls. <laughs> Yeah, I remember that. And he just had that deer cotton headlights look like, oh, oh, mistakes were made. He's just like, sweet Jesus. I'm next. On sweet Jesus. Agenda. Yeah. What I have I done? What have I done? I would just like, no, you did not. No, you did not. We actually pulled you away before then. You did it to Mike and Mike liked it. I did say Mike took that. Yeah. You did, well, Mike took the took the bullet and was happy to do so. He was like just that fabulous gay guy. He was like, "Honey, just dance on me." <laughs> oh yeah, because I, I think I did it to Jen. I did it to Tanya. You did it to Max. You did it to me. I did it to Max. I did it to. I think you did it to our my friends Seth and Sammy. I think you did it. I think I did it to both of them because they were seated, and I think I just like rubbed. Well, my they're ass they're on a couple, so I mean that makes yeah. sense. Yeah. <laughs> But I kind of a package deal anyway. Sam (laughs) Sam and I actually uh, are, yeah, Sammy's the older guy, right? Uh, Sammy, yeah. Sam is the older. Yeah, Sam was sitting next to me and I (laughs) grabbed my tits and said, sometimes you just want to hold your breasts. And he reached up and grabbed his and he goes, you're right. Sometimes you do. And I felt like, I felt like I was seen. He was, he's a good guy. I love Sammy. Yeah, I miss that yeah. Seth and Sammy. I haven't seen them for a while. Anyway, getting back on topic. Back to the movie. <laughs> back to the movie. So, there's a little so, peek into our lives, ladies and gentlemen. Is, I hope you right, enjoy. Speaking of psychosis. <laughs> yeah. but, so, but the thing I was going to point out was that, like, when I worked at the shit ha- shop, like, if we got 10 kids with psychosis, 
eight of them, it was probably triggered because they hadn't slept for three weeks. Like, yeah, I mean, that makes sense. It's no joke. Like, you can honest no, to God trigger she, a psychotic and Ellie episode. was fucking strung out, that yes. poor girl. She was. Yes. And you could tell Her the actors did such a great job. And bigger and bigger. Yeah, and they did such a great job with her makeup because she had the smeared eye makeup. They yeah. did the she she just you can see it, roots are starting to grow out. You can you can feel her being strung out, and she just yes. portrayed that so well that I started getting tired watching her. Oh you know? fuck yeah, fuck yeah, yeah. And so finally, it was, yeah, it was really she's good. like, I I can't I can't. So she's on the phone with her grandma. She's like, I can't spend another night. In, in that room this, yeah in that, that in that room basically and so her grand's like i'll find somebody to, to, to bring me now and she's like no actually i think i know somebody and john had, was actually running after the ambulance that they put Lindsay in because he thought it was yeah. her mm-hmm. and so he so he's up, relieved like, to see her yeah and so he's like can you she, she says can you do you know anybody who can get me to the train station basically i've got to get out of here and yeah. he goes well I'll, I'll drive you myself and she goes you have a car and he goes, so well, how do yeah, I get from South London to North how London? How I get from <laughs> South London to North London, which I thought was a great moment. I thought that was hilarious. Really people I know who lived in London are like, just take public transit. I mean, yeah, that's true. I, I mean, the, the tube is pretty fucking epic there. Yeah. So, but so, so he, uh, like they go to get their shit and he, you know, he gets his car and he's parked right outside and he's telling her like you know do you want me to come up with you and she's like no i think if you do miss collins will kill you this time yeah and she, she will probably so she goes i'll go up <laughs> i'm gonna grab my stuff but if i'm not back in 15 minutes please come check on me it's like okay yeah. and she so wanted she, to tell miss collins what was going right, on because right. she's a good person and she didn't want right. to leave this poor old lady hanging and leaving in the middle especially, of the night especially right because miss collins had said at the beginning that she did yeah i've had people like leave in the middle of, of the night yeah because i've had people do a runner in the middle of the night and Ellie's like, I'm not the kind of person who would do that. And she's not, but she's also learning the hard but way. But sometimes there are circumstances that force you into it. Exactly. So she went to be a decent person to go talk to Mrs. Right. Collins. To tell Mrs. Collins, like, I'm, I, you know, I'm sorry to do this, but I'm dipping. And she was kind of hoping she could get part of her, her deposit back. Deposit back, yeah. So that's part of also part of the reason why she goes to talk to her. Mm. And Miss Collins has her come in and she's like, let's just sit down. We'll talk about it. I put the kettle on. Yeah. Right. (laughs) And, and so she, you know, she sits down, she's a cup of tea and Miss Collins has actually started playing her records from the sixties. And she says, yeah, you you listening to that music has, you know, kind of inspired me to dig out my own albums. And she's, she tells her that, oh yeah, there was a letter for you that, you know, I accidentally picked up. It's in that pile right there. And if you look really close, you can actually see the twist. Yeah, it's her because she's flipping through it. You see that the letter Alexandra Collins. Alexandra Collins. And yeah. so you realize Alex isn't dead. Jack is dead. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's when you start to go, oh God. Like, right. And so she's, she's drinking the tea and they're actually having this very gentle conversation when Miss Collins basically tells her, like, I've poisoned you. You're not going anywhere. And yeah. so there's this whole thing where you realize that the reason why Ellie has been seeing all of these male ghosts isn't just because of, I do think some of it is like Sandy's projected trauma, but Sandy's killed yeah. every fucking one of them. Yeah. And honestly, well, one thing, okay the reason it. I will say that how Mrs. Collins found out too, was that she says, oh, there was a oh, police yeah. woman who came that by nice looking for you, that nice place when it was called a welfare check and that's yeah. how she found out that you know she knew about um 
Sandy and Jack and Sandy. And she's, and it's like, and then that thing she, cause there was like that moment where she's like, I guess you were right. Uh, Sandy did die in that room. She died a hundred times. Yeah. And it was like, that was heartbreaking. Just that, yeah. that line. Well, and it's like, yeah, yeah. It's, it's this whole thing where they, you know, then you see it and she, you see that Miss Collins has this hellacious scar across the palm of one of her hands. Yeah. And what had happened was she was trying to leave being pimped and Jack yeah. attacked her with a fucking knife and basically told and she her, grabbed like, the knife you. and that, yeah, you're not going anywhere. And she ended up grabbing the knife and she stabbed him in the neck with it. Yeah. Like, and that's how she blade, ended up. Basically. And then she ended up stabbing him a hundred times because she was so angry. Yep. She ended up just keep going because she even said that. She goes, I stabbed him a hundred times that night. And yep. you were like, oh shit, that's some rage there. Uh, yep. Not that and, I blame her, but that's some rage. Well, and there, was, there was another little hint to it too, where at the beginning when uh, uh, Ellie first takes the room, she makes this throwaway comment about the room where she says, it's not a problem now because it's the winter, but come spring and summer, you'll have to plug up the drains because a terrible smell comes up it. It's not a terrible oh, smell yeah. it's coming up the drains. It's because the entire room is wallpapered in bodies. Yep. So all of yep. these men that Jack are in the walls are out to, she killed and put in the floorboards and the walls. Yep. And, and there's actually kind of a cool scene where so John comes in to check on Ellie because it's been too long. Ellie's re- responding to the poison that she put in the tea. Yeah, she's pretty much and, going, yeah, unconscious. And she ends up flailing against Miss Collins at one point and knocks Miss Collins' cigarettes into her record box. Yeah. So the records start to smolder. Miss Collins goes to deal with John and she ends up stabbing the poor guy in the stomach yeah. a couple of times. He collapses. And while this is happening, uh ellie starts to pull herself up the stairs and uh you know john's yelling leave her alone leave her alone and then he point he looks over and from miss collins section of the house you can claim like it's the whole room has gone up and so ellie's dragging herself upstairs being like she's seeing her as sandy and then she's seeing her as miss collins oh there's that whole stairway scene where it's that yes. that glass stairway she's walking up yes it's yes, really every cool. step like it's every so step cool up. the way that goes well and they kept saying like in the trivia that a lot of this movie was inspired by suspiria which i didn't 100 percent agree with but i do think that staircase i think that scene suspiria. was in that was yeah. a very Suspiria moment. The rest of the movie, yeah. I mean, probably the red and blue lighting is the only thing I can see right. in Suspiria. Um, but that that staircase scene very feels like yeah. um, and every that feels like so, a the the um well, I forgot the Jello, fucking director's yeah. name. Ja- uh, yeah, Jario it's a very giallo feeling. Jario Gento, thank you. Yeah, I was gonna say Mario Bava, and I'm like, nope, not him. It's the other one. Nope. Close yeah. swing, yeah, swing the nice, but uh, but so like Ellie's pulling herself up the stairs and every step up after her that Sandy basically takes the uh you see the glass splinter under her feet yeah and so she manages to make it upstairs she gets into her room and all of the the ghosts start busting up out of the floorboards and out of the walls Mm -hmm. And then, and she's trying to get to the landline. There had been a landline next to her bed. It only makes emergency calls out. Yeah. Emergency calls. And so she's trying to call 999 for help, I presume. She's trying to call for help. And yeah. <laughs> uh, she's, she's trying to get to the phone. All of these ghosts are like grabbing on her. And then one of them busts out of the wall, like right next to the phone. And he picks up the handset 
and he hands it to her and he says, help me. Yeah. And he said, yes, help us, help us. And so that's when she sees that, you know, the, these men are, they were murdered basically. Yes. I don't have a hell of a lot of sympathy for them. But I really don't time, since they all sexually assaulted her. Right. But at the same time, it's like, oh, well, they were murdered. But at the same time, I'm like, you want them to be able to find their way out. But there's a great yeah. scene where Miss Collins makes it up and she had locked the door. But Miss Collins ends up like breaking the door down. And when the light hits all of the ghosts, they're not ghosts anymore. They're men in their underwear with like gaping wounds across. And they all cringe away from her, which I thought was kind of. Cool. Yes. I thought that was and, a cool moment. And so they have this real is this moment where she ends up like she's standing there she's looking around like you know sirens are going off the whole house is going up at this point oh yeah and miss collins just looks around and she sees all of the ghosts and Mm -hmm. i think as sandy she says no i think it was as miss collins she says i'm not going to prison i've lived in a prison my entire life yeah and And she she tries to up with the knife yeah she goes to cut her throat but Ellie ends up throwing herself at her and hugs her and she becomes Sandy again. And yes. she basically tells her, like, you know, essentially she's still offering her love, even though at this point in time, you know, there's Alex, no redemption uh, for Ms. her. Collins, yeah. No, not at all. She has too much blood on her hands. But yeah, but uh, she's offering but her that that love that she needed. She's still, she's still giving her a redemption arc and telling her essentially that there's still somebody out here who sees you in an unbiased lens and is not going to judge you because of the decisions that were forced upon you. Exactly. And it's, it's honestly a really like moving moment. It is. I got teary eyed watching it the first time. I was like, because I never saw a movie like this resolve like that. Usually it's like, yeah, the baddie is the bad bad guy. Right. And the bad guy. But there was this one, there was a lot of shades of gray with Mrs. Collins and this whole thing, because you were like, Oh yeah, she she murdered a lot of people. But at the same time, you were like, but she was also horribly sexually assaulted by all of them. And, and I don't blame her for what she did. Uh And, but it's like this moment where Ellie, a girl that wouldn't just be like because the ghosts are telling her killer killer yeah like yeah. they they're they actually are kill encouraging them to her. save them and she it, that's not who ellie is i thought you know and i like that they kept her integrity the whole time yeah, where she just same. goes and just instead gives her well, love it was, it was great of, right it was well it was great too because as they're saying to her kill her killer she's like no no i can't yeah, do that she's like i can't kill her what are you talking about yeah right and and that's when she has the the interaction with miss collins and miss collins tries to kill herself but she's hugging sandy and then sandy starts pushing her towards the door and tells her you've got to go basically. she goes save the boy and she goes she goes you can't save me but you can save yourself and you can save the boy and yeah. so ellie ends up not wanting to leave the head towards the stairs and she looks back and she's miss collins again and she's just sitting on the bed as the, the room burns as the her. room just goes up and flames around yeah. her yeah and and she it's... runs down the stairs she gets john she drags him out they both end up you know in ambulances and she's kind of going in and out as they're you oh, know she's yeah got hellacious smoke inhalation so they've got oh, yeah. on, like, they're oxygen. both a mess <laughs> <laughs> yeah they are both a huge mess and and then it you just it just kind of fades to black with her. But then and I thought that back. was going to be the end. I was uh, at that moment, it was be and the end. I was I like, was oh, was I hope end. it doesn't end right there. And then it doesn't. And I th- this was yeah. the most satisfying ending of True. a like yeah, ghost 100%. mystery horror food movie 100%. I have ever seen. 
I was like, you know, that was just satisfying as fuck. Like, uh, anyway, she what that pretty kind of much reminds me of though is the ending of Crimson Peak when yeah it kind of has that uh, same feeling killed and he comes to her as the ghost and helps her like it's the kind of thing where it's like miss collins had to die like she had blood on her hands but she was still redeemed in the end and the same i feel the same way about thomas in that's yeah or um yeah i i think it's the exact same feeling that's how i felt about this ending too um but it pretty much goes and you see like this girl dancing like in the swing dress and it looks like sandy but then the The lights come on and it's a fashion show yeah. And it's her, it's pretty much her final project that she's going yeah. and it's a big hit. The dresses are adorable, mind you. That she red dress. Cute little. I love Jesus that red Christ, dress no, with all those great pleats and shit. The, I the loved color it. The color was beautiful. See, the color was beautiful. And I think it would have been beautiful without that goddamn petticoat underneath it. See, that's I the thing. It, I don't like I, It dresses. wasn't, <laughs> I know. But if you look at it, it wasn't a petticoat. Those are all individual pleats. I don't think and so. There were, if you look at it at one yeah. point, it looks structured. Well, that's the thing. It was structured because those are all individual pleats that it's a very structured dress. Yeah. Those are all folds and pleats and it folded into it's. It was really cool. I mean, it it gave me a fashion boner. No, for for 60s dress. Absolutely. Like spot. Yeah. I just, my personal taste is I hate bubble dresses. Well, Uh, that I understand, but I just thought it was cool because it wasn't a bubble dress with a petticoat. It was a bubble dress made with like individual with just the fabric folding. And I was like, that's like origami and I love it. (laughs) I wouldn't wear it. I'd look like a fucking like, you know, thermometer in it, but exactly. I'd look like a fucking umbrella. Uh, yeah, <laughs> but my my only complaint about this scene, and it's a completely petty one, is that I really wish that they had dressed the model's hair up too. So sort Me of too. I, I, you're not you're line. not alone. And I know the reason why they didn't is they wanted it to look modern, so right. it would because be like more be fashion forward. Yeah, right. Well, she says like inspired by the swinging sixties. Yeah. So <laughs> I mean, I understand why they didn't do that, but I I wanted to see big fucking yeah. hair. So I mean, you're you're not alone. I was in the same boat. I was like, I want big fucking hair. Well, again, said, I'm not getting the big stylistic. Hair. That's me just, you know, being nitpicky. But no, I totally uh, get it. I told I because I feel the same way. I mean, right. I understand. <laughs> right. I'm glad I wasn't alone. But so no, you're not you alone. Know, I was like, do her, something with the hair. Let's do right. something fabulous with the fucking right. hair. Like dress it all up because in this point in time, the put shit in the hair. Up. I don't care right. what. <laughs> but so uh, she ends up like her nan and John are both there and they're cheering her on and it's this great moment where the entire time she's in london she doesn't see her her mother she sees her mother in the mirror several times when at the beginning of the movie when she's yeah. still in uh cornwall but, but i will say she doesn't have the blonde hair anymore she has the hairdo but if you yeah. look she's got her own style like yeah, she just yeah, kind of her, found herself right. uh, costume which, design which, wise i love that moment because it looks mm-hmm. like you she finally kind of found who she is as right. a well, and designer and a person because, right it makes sense too because I mean, for a lot of people, like, and she's right in that age range where it's, like, probably, like, graduated from high school and is now going into, you know, secondary education. College, yeah. And, uh, and you know, and a lot of times, like, if you do it the traditional way, you don't know who the fuck you are the first two years you're there. Oh, God, no. Like, you never do. You know, I that's mean, when you those, do wild hair. You, you might, like weird but... People. And it's kind of like a, <laughs> in one of the, the Nancy Cummings tall books there's a bit where Kalini is main character and she's ethnically Indian but raised in London and yeah. and so she did a Nancy Cummings did a really good job with kind of giving her this sort of hybrid uh culture 
but she yeah. talks about when she well yeah you know i mean when i went to uni i slept with a fremian everybody sleeps with a fremian their first year of university and that kind of like encompasses this whole thing where it's like you're trying stuff you don't know if you necessarily like this but it's something striking and you have to taste all of these different things before you can figure out what exactly is yours yeah and i like and that i mean as a costume designer i really loved that. how you do <laughs> see that she has kind of figured out who she is at this point mm-hmm. and you there's the 60s vibe to her still but you it's her own twist it's not her yeah you know and she's being not, someone else you know she's and, and like i really like the top she's wearing because it's confident it's sexy but it's also not yeah you get the impression like, that she's wearing it because it makes her feel sexy not because she wants somebody else to look at her and think she's sexy exactly exactly it's like they the costumer did a good job with her story <laughs> arc with her costumes i really love sure how they yeah costumed her. it was really cool yeah it was she fabulous. had a vaguely dakota johnson vibe little at bit yeah it. little bit Something of about a the dakota bangs. johnson vibe you're not wrong i think it, yeah i think it's the bangs, but <laughs> yeah but uh but so she goes like like her nan and john congratulate her and she hugs both of them she goes backstage and you see jacosta standing there with this incredibly tall uh, uh model and she's yes. putting together some kind of weird like corset over pants like madonna vogue vibe thing going on yeah and she does this like really like obnoxious like slow clap which I think my favorite was is her posse went up saw Ellie, you're so brave. That yes, yeah, that was I thought great. that was fucking hilarious. I'm sure by this point in time they've they've you know wised up to Jacosta's bullshit. And but they're so, also probably sucking up because they know that she's yeah, probably the next yeah, it. They're so they're gonna suck up to so her. Yeah. Ass, yeah. And so uh she goes over to the mirror and she sees her mom for the first time. And it's kind mm-hmm. of cool because her mom never says anything. It's just a woman who looks like She's dressed in the 90s, kind of. Yeah, and the thing about and... it is, I will say, is that you kind of get the impression that she's a harbinger of good because when yeah. she pops up the first time, it's right before Ellie gets um, admitted into school and yeah, she and looks she at says, her reflection and goes, news, it? it's good news, isn't it? So every time you see her mo- the mom, it's usually like a good sign. Yeah, yeah. And so she doesn't see her mom like the entire time she's in London until the end of this show, her mom is standing in the mirror smiling at her. And, but then when she goes closer, it's not her mom anymore. It's Sandy. Yeah. And in the pink really, dress. Yes. And there's a really great moment where, because she did see Sandy do this when she first comes on screen. In the, the very beginning. Yeah. Yes. Where she sort of like kind of taps the glass. She looks almost, at herself in the mirror and admires and then smiles and then taps the glass like I'm fabulous. And then when you yeah. tap, it's really cute. And they both end up doing that against the glass, and that's where the movie ends. And that's the end of the movie. And then that wonderful the last night in Soho just goes yes. bam. Yeah. It's on, and you're like, yes. I was like, and it was actually, I was not on an airplane. I would have stood up. I right. was like so into that ending. Well, and they showed all of these shots of Soho empty, basically, and apparently the yeah because of the quarantine. That's so they went that, out. I was always wondering how they did that, but yeah. now that well, makes sense. That was, you know, because the thing was, was I think, I mean, they had permission to, to film there, but I know yeah. in a lot of the street scenes, like, these are people who didn't know that they were extras in a movie, ended up as extras in a movie. <laughs> oh, that I get. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, apparently all of the, the shots of Soho yeah. empty were filmed during the quarantine. This movie is fan-fucking-tastic. I oh, love 100%. it. Um, I I cannot highly recommend this movie enough. It was probably my favorite movie I've seen in a really long time, mm-hmm. and the uh, it, and it was even better on the second viewing. To be honest, because yeah. there's a lot of this stuff that I'm has, like, yeah, like any Edgar Wright movie. There's a high rewatchability because he really sneaks yes. shit in 
that this is no exception. You, know, you have to watch it a couple <laughs> of times or you have to know what you're looking for to catch it. And Edgar Wright is really good at creating films that have very relatable and likable characters. Mm-hmm. And that's what I loved so much about that is just like Ellie is such a great character. Sandy's such a great character. Mm-hmm. I mean, even Jack is charming and then he turns into a dick, but right. he's still a great but, character. I mean, you know? we've all, everybody's heard We've all been the there. Yeah. yeah. And so it's wonderful. It's, it's really just one of those gem movies where I didn't know... It looked fun. I saw the, you know, I saw the thing. I didn't, the trailer, I didn't know what to expect. I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, that looks kind of fun. Uh, you know, and then uh, when I saw it, I'm like, this is so much more. Like, it's mm-hmm. so good. And I, I was just I blown had away. I wanted to see it. I knew I had wanted to see it, but then the pandemic ha- happened. Yeah. So, yeah. I wouldn't have seen it if I wasn't on a plane. And I yeah. wanted to see it really bad. I remember watching the trailer it when I was um, at the shitty truck stop before I got to the good mm-hmm. truck stop and I was just on my phone watching YouTube and I saw the trailer for that I'm like what the hell is this and I just played mm-hmm. it and I'm like this looks amazing like yeah, I, just I think I think was, yeah I think I saw it the same way honestly the trailer like I think it was like a movie yeah. like I was watching something on YouTube and normally it's like fuck you skip over but a lot of times with movie trailers if it looks interesting I'll, I'll watch the trailer yeah I'll sit and, and watch I the trailer it. Because at first I was going to be like, what is this shit? And then it was like, you know, Edgar Wright. I was like, I'm listening. Okay. Yeah. Tell me more. For me, it was Anya Taylor-Joy popped up. And I'm like, well, I like mm-hmm. her. I'm going to see what she's yeah. in. Because usually I like what she's in. And then it's well, an yeah, Edgar Wright. And I'm like, oh, okay. Get it. Now right. I'm really listening. Right. And then Matt Smith. And now I'm like, now I now you have my full attention. Let's watch this right. entire trailer. <laughs> I definitely want to get the Blu-ray so that I can hear the commentary. Because I know that there'll be yeah. more little oh you'll get a lot more information i'm gonna Mm -hmm. buy the soundtrack because i can't get over i mean i found it on spotify but they don't play all the songs so i'm buying the damn thing on amazon so i I can listen to it all the time so good it's one of those things i listen i could listen to at work and i just like yeah i'm gonna just dance while i grab shit you know type of thing um it's just a masterpiece of a film it's like it's a good ghost story. It's a good mystery. It's a good drama. It's got really fun little comedy light parts. It's mm-hmm. a really well done well, and movie. Just, and just really like well developed characters. Like not just that the is leads. the big thing. Yeah. Like no, every character. Like Asta's even kind of interesting. You know. Well, right. And even like because like like Terrence Stamp's character, the 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 silver haired gentleman, like mm-hmm. just from like especially when you make the connection that he's not jack he was the cop like you can infer like all kinds of shit there too because like he's become yeah. kind of a boozer he's handsy and so it's like dude's obviously had a lot of trauma in his life to lead yeah him and you know he's to this basically exactly and so he's interesting they're like even like all the minor characters are really interesting mm-hmm. it's just a fantastic film and it's like and visually it's stunning like yeah. just visually oh, it sure. just blows it blows you away because you're just like for wow sure. every frame of this is just beautiful mm-hmm. um the lighting I, the color schemes the costumes mm-hmm. the costumes are just oh yes. por- it's porn for me porn yes, yes. so well, yeah you know, it's funny because prior to this movie i never had any particular attraction to trapeze dresses but yeah God, me neither damn. and it- and Anya Taylor Joy makes that look so good that I'm oh, just like, I know I never like trapeze dresses dress. 
And just the way that that the fabric and that scene where she starts dancing and she flips up the back, the train of the dress, and it does that slow motion kind of yes. flutter down. And you're like, you are a fucking angel. And I love it. It's just yeah, like, ah, this was a fucking genius because yeah, I, I think they were they amazing. Had, I think if they had done the dress in like silk or satin or something like that, I don't think it would have had the same vibe. Like, no, and it that, felt like, like a low it was chiffon the way it should yeah, be chiffon. and yeah. yeah and she looked like just a fucking like innocent angel in that pink mm-hmm. but she was so like just sexy and beautiful mm-hmm. and then just the way her dresses get more and more tardy as the books as the right. movie goes well, on and like and like the lingerie like the lingerie it to get, yes. like deliberately like not what somebody would wear at home because they were comfortable but because this is what i'm expected to wear to arouse my partner exactly like she like, nobody just goes to sleep getting ready well. for bed she's got that little um you know that cute little nightgown on that's really mm-hmm. kind of just floaty and, and like comfortable looking i don't remember if it was white or like a pale yellow but it was white i think colors, and then it gets yeah. darker and darker and darker and her colors get darker and darker as it's, i mean there's so, it's mm-hmm. really a well costume movie and i still <laughs> to this day i love that red dress with the big bow in the back I love yes, that. Yes, I loved that. Oh, that was so And pretty. I loved her dress, the the white one with the uh like the big flutter sleeves and the big bow in the front, yes. the big blue bow yeah, in the front. She, she those the first time. Yeah, I loved the uh, green, those two like, are my favorite. She, she was wearing too when she was climbing up the stairs. Yeah, Ellie. Oh my god, everything was gorgeous. Like every dress in that was golden. I was like, for sure, on the design of last. Mm-hmm. If there is, please let me know. I will buy that in two seconds flat because right. I want to see every single dress she wore of what was it I watched there was a riff tracks I watched with uh Tara Santana in it it was made in the 60s I know mm-hmm. I was yelling at you about it because it was just terrible I think it was like the atomic beasts or whatever the hell oh yeah something and I like, think I know which one it is fucking incomprehensible this movie is so bad I think I know which great, one you're talking about yeah. yeah but the great part was uh Tara Santana's outfits because it was filmed like 1964 and i guess everything mm-hmm. that she wore in that was like from her own wardrobe <laughs> and course. it kind of reminded me of like that kind of vibe yeah but yeah i can't say enough good things about this movie go watch yeah, it it's on amazon sure. streaming go buy it uh tell your friends about it it's mm-hmm. i i fucking love it every every inch of this movie i adore um so yeah yeah it really was uh, like i can't yeah. think of anything that just you know run like a sour note like no not at you all know, most I of the time you watch right like most of the time like you watch a movie and you're like i really love that except for this one scene like i love yeah. the shape of water it's honest to god one of my favorite movies but i can't watch the scene where he eats the cat i yeah, understand no, why I get you it. put in it i can't watch it but this movie mm-hmm. like n- like everything was just like beat for beat even perfect. the rough scenes and i i gotta admit mm-hmm. they they really were sensitive about the sexual assault like they don't come mm-hmm. out it's not gratuitous they just do little right. hints of moments of you can yeah the shit's going down but it's never gratuitous it's just little like right. she's sitting there in lingerie on her bed she's you know these guys are pouring right, the, the champagne and asking her her name yes uh there's or that there's the you know 30 pounds left on the nightstand yes. and she's laying in and bed asleep it's like she's asleep yeah well and there's the bit too where she's realizing how many times she's done it where i think it's ellie's down on the street and she looks up into the bedroom window and she sees sandy and it's like she's sitting on the bed with like like braced back on her arms and it's like different lingerie different lingerie different lingerie. yeah every because time the light flashes up or something yeah that's what it was yeah every time every the light, time flashes, the light like blinks, a different it was a different outfit that, that 
like this happened for a while yeah this wasn't just a like a couple days or so this was like years and it's um so yeah it it was brilliant it was really Mm -hmm. it's I think this is probably one of Edgar Wright's masterpieces I really do do, I think this is I think this is his best film artistically and it was just brilliant I just so good the funny thing, <laughs> so, though, is if you want to laugh cynically, go read the reviews on IMDb. Every self-obsessed, wank-off film... <laughs> like, like, Dick? What's the word I'm looking for? Like, pretentious film expert wannabe is in there, like, trying to rip it apart. Like, one person was like, was it like a structurally sound, but the narrative didn't quite reach the heights it was going for? Oh, like, God. What does that mean? What does what the that fuck mean? Does that you mean, have dude? just strung together a bunch of words to make what is technically a grammatically correct sentence that says nothing. It's like that. It's like that family guy. It was shallow and pedantic. Exactly. <laughs> just like, exactly. what does that it mean? What the fuck does that mean? It insists upon itself. What? And so it was. <laughs> Yeah, and, and it was just... I don't read reviews, like, that's why. I don't usually either, but while I was, you know, trolling for information about the movie, I do that when I when I become obsessed with a movie, I, I like, attack IMDb. Yeah, you... And, like, I get every... It. It, it's like when you eat fried chicken. <laughs> where you have to, like, every little scrap of the chicken yes. to make it yep. in your mouth. That's how I eat it. That's exactly oh, yes. how I eat like, it, too. So, people who you have to just straighten knuckles, the bones with your teeth. Yep. People who eat chicken knuckles, you're disgusting. But everything else is going in my gullet. <laughs> like it's just like, or like, like if you have a really good steak, it's like I'm getting every fucking last piece bite, yeah, of meat off of this. Well, bone, don't, and then I'm don't read the, the fucking reviews. Just trust us; we have better opinions. Uh, but, and you know, but if you want to go movie. laugh at the the desperate uh, overreach, by all means, enjoy. Yeah. Well, we should wrap it up because my headphones are about to die. So we're going to wrap it I up tonight. Probably eat food. Yeah, and I got to get to bed because I got to get up at the crack of dawn. So um, once again, if you have, well, I do. I, this is what I do with the new truck stop. I know. I get up at the crack of you dawn. Get up at, oh my but, god, a fog. Um, yeah, but I like it. So hey, um, hey so if you thing. have any questions, comments, or want to add to any of our anecdotes you, you want to reach share. us anecdotes please you can reach us at creepy at gmail.com uh got a facebook page at uh, creepy kitsch podcast eventually we'll get the um discord up and running we and yeah we, I well, think we have a discord it's up but we it's just have to actually put the link up. like more people <laughs> yeah i should actually put up the link you gotta in. put the link um, up before we can get it active i, I don't have the link <laughs> more people to pop in there because yeah. I'm on a couple of really active Discord channels and they are right. so much fun. And you can post so, like, ro- you know, Titty Robocop or yeah. uh, Dick Travolta, like Rob Hinton. Rob. Uh, don't post that goddamn strawberry shortcake image again or I'll kill you. Yeah. I uh, will say this though. Um, if if Stacy doesn't post the link in a few days, start bugging her on Facebook. <laughs> yeah, just remind me. Um, just keep putting I'm up a uh, link. Sure Stacey! If it's a case where... <laughs> If you put the link up once, it's good. Or if it's a case of you have to like constantly refresh it, I'm not. I I'm have not quite no sure idea about that with Discord. I don't understand Discord. I mean, once you're Discord, in, you're so. in. Once you're in, you're in. It's basically like yeah. a Bravenet forum, but instead of it yeah. being online for everybody, you have to have an invitation to get in. True, but, but yeah. So yeah, it's really fun. Join our Discord and oh, bug Stacy to get the link up. 
yes. If you guys have de- like, like suggestions for what you'd like for this year's Halloween show, I would frankly love to Yes, hear. please. Yeah, give us well. some suggestion. I'm dry well too. So yeah. um, I'm not post on the Facebook or email us. Two. We're not going to do Hocus Pocus pro- 2. No. It's going to be too soon for us. Yeah, yeah. I'd rather do um, a film we have, um, like an old classic of some sort. Sure, or like a weird old cartoon or... Yeah, anything, you know, or if, or if there was an episode of a sitcom you saw that had a Halloween For those of you, really since you. I'm still putting, yeah, for those of you who I'm still putting up the links to the old Halloween shows, we've done like The Worst Witch, we've done Hocus Pocus, uh, we've done... The um, tree. We did the Halloween, we talked about the bad. Halloween tree, we talk about Psych a lot, um, yeah, we, we did the we Halloween did the episodes of Psych. Of psych uh, the Psych uh, Halloween yeah. episodes. And we did, um, I think we even talked about Halloween 3 one time because yes, that, we yeah, because we, yeah, we talked about Halloween 3. I think that 3. was a convergence out. I think so too, but we did talk about Halloween 3 for one of the yeah. Halloween episodes. So that's kind of what we we're would, looking for. We would prefer something a little more off the beaten path, but we'll take any suggestions. Yeah. But yeah, so email us at creepykitchgals at gmail.com and let us know. Uh, we did receive an email from one of our listeners and I keep forgetting to read it, but um, pretty much he was asking... Uh, about the back episodes yes they are going up I put up a bunch about three more new ones I'm gonna put three more new ones up probably in the next week so just stay tuned I promise more or more are coming I swear to god mm-hmm. um I just haven't had the chance to yet I've and been working also, overtime the last two to weeks listen to our back <laughs> catalog yeah, you are because the sound quality is shitty as fuck, it and I have to. Good. Yeah. So anyway, hang in there. I mean, let's be um, honest. The sound quality here is not very good. Yeah. And then um, next episode, we're going to Pantycast, so we will be discussing. Yes. Drum roll, please. The lady and the lady, lady and the, the orc. The lady and the orc. I just finished Five the audiobook, so it's my second run through, and I have I have words to share. Oh, I'm so excited to talk Those about it. Books for books about yeah pansexual huge green males that will fuck anything you cry and a lot semen. lots and lots yes. of orchids yes however anyway. i have to give them credit at least the orchids is said to smell and taste good which i'm sorry guys. Uh, true true i mean it's supposed to taste you know like caramel or something i don't know but anyway right um we will we be discussing that and i've got a lot to say so yes. we have a running <laughs> joke on on finley fenn's discord channel about uh, the GOS Good Orchid Bakery. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I laughed my ass off when you were telling yeah. me about that. The Orc Claire. Uh, we've, yeah. Somebody's actually talking about what the Sisters and Seed t-shirts that we're all going to make. <laughs> uh, oh, God. Uh, I, I will you say the audiobook. It is the audiobook novel. is great. It's yeah, so I ju- that's what I listen to. Yeah, Sean East, I think is the yeah. Um, yeah, narrator. Uh, we'll go more British. into it, but he's He's sexy as fuck. His voice is yeah. like, oh man, his voice will. Yeah. His voice is yeah. like fucking brown butter. Sauce. You will. Oh yeah, you'll want to drop trow. I'm just saying. Right. Yeah, man, of woman, orcs, gay, you're straight, don't care. Everything. You're gonna want to drop trow. Uh, so anyway, get, yeah, join us for next month. That's gonna be um, our October episode. Plus, we'll probably do a Halloween episode on yeah. top of that too. That's what I was thinking. Uh, so yeah, that's what I was thinking you know, too. I thought that Bob's would be fun. Burgers Halloween episodes. <gasps> we should okay we'll talk that about that off fun. air so yeah, that yeah. would be fun send us your Sorry, suggestions saw a sticker. So, yes we still want your, that's your okay. suggestions either way yes please do um so yeah we will see you in october with good orc seed and yeah, that good shit. Seed. and there's gonna <laughs> be good a lot seed. of it oh yeah all right everyone have a great weekend a world that doesn't have condoms 
No. So, yeah. Anyway, everyone have a great time, life, whatever. And uh, we will be back next month. (laughs) Plus, like, guys, if you're, like, in a relationship and you read a smutty book, she's going to put out for you. Yeah, she will. That's actually a turn on. So It's a huge turn on. It's a huge turn on if you read smut. I'm just saying straight Ben. Just saying. Yep. It's four <laughs> and it's good instruction. So hey. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Just saying. All right, you guys. We will see you next so, time. We'll see you next time. Goodbye. Bye.